Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Friday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIBABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500 is number to text this afternoon. You can also call it uh, here in just a bit as I forward the phones and doubt is back, so uh, that's good news uh, for each and every one of us uh, as uh, the Dow 3000 had to complete and total uh, overhauls the uh, russian cyber attack that uh, <laughs> must have occurred I, I suppose i'm not really sure we'll check in with dowd right now dowd hour one a little fun here on a friday no cheap block by the way uh he uh, said it was on him so we'll have to reschedule him for another time uh, our friend jay block not able to make it into the kiva here this afternoon but dowd how are you uh hello hello coming in coming in coming in hello hello yeah, hello Hello, loud and loud and clear. Uh, Yeah, uh, apologies to everyone yesterday. It was very interesting to be a show listener rather than a show participant. But uh, after about 21 hours straight of this laptop uh, attempting to fix itself, it looks like we're good to go, Eddie. There we go. We're on uh, on board, ready for the Friday extravaganza. uh, And I've approached the show, I I think, Dowd's, uh, this is kind of like a a fun and loose show, uh, sort of like yesterday. I, I listened to yesterday's show. I've been listening to the last three shows. I've been kind of like trying some different things. You know, it was actually good that dad wasn't uh, here. Not not for him, of course, but for me, because, you know, I used to do a show for years on my own before I found before I found out. A lot of you guys are asking about uh, Rudy Grande or Murder Mike or whatever. I mean, it's three hours. There's a lot of content. We're trying to get through it. Uh, it's been some time since I talked to Murder Mike. We'll try to check in on him. For those of you in Los Alamos, you guys can uh, jump on board with the app, and uh, that's certainly good. For those of you who are hearing the hiss uh, in the uh, radio station that was happening, we had to repair the transmitter yet once again. It'll be one more time before we uh, get going on that. That's been happening since Tuesday morning, but uh, here we are. And uh, the reason why I say yesterday was actually good to to go through all of this, and um, it's one of the things I really, really like is uh trying new different things i'm 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 not a guy who like has a standard or just sticks with the one thing one day it's this way the next day it's this way but i think i've sort of uh found my sweet spot as we embark upon yes uh, folks as of sunday at midnight uh, we will be embarking upon three the third year of the rona my corona your corona our corona and uh the democrats are trying hard to forget about it we know it's on them they try to say it's on trump and I got to tell you, we've got some stuff on Donald Trump that we got to talk about uh, as well, which I thought was very, he's fundraising into this. Po- politicians, Donald Trump wasn't one before, but D. Dowd Muska, he certainly is one now. Uh, he so is, he is. That, uh, uh, as well, a little bit uh, disappointing. Everybody wants to rule the world, I suppose, but uh, you are positioning yourself for world domination at, at one point or another. For what reason? I don't know. I just want to live in a better place. And I know that you do as well. I remember that from my campaign commercial. I, I, I don't, I couldn't find anybody to run. I just want to live in a better place. I just want to live in a better city. I want to live in a better state. And uh, these guys that uh, generally are running for most of this stuff, uh, I don't know that that's what they want. I think uh, they like seeing their name in lights and we don't have to worry about that. Um, Dowd, I, I know that you've taken a look at the way that I'm approaching the show 
a little bit differently. How do you like all my scribbles, scratches, and all that stuff? I'm sure that uh, it, it's an adjustment, but I am adjusting. Uh, life is about change, and uh, change should uh, not always be rejected. Some change is perfectly fine. So one of the things that I do, which is uh, funny, is uh, is I I'm used to just I don't like taking notes. I don't like writing stuff down, but I do like scribbling and highlighting. And one of the things I have a hard time doing is grabbing the mouse and highlighting and doing this and looking at that. And for those of you who were listening yesterday, like, uh, oh, Eddie's, uh, what's Eddie doing without the <laughs> Dow 3000? Uh, why is he waxing extemporaneously on this or that? I mean, why did he do like uh, literally 43 minutes straight of Jussie Smollett, which was very funny, by the way. I went back and listened to that. Then, and then, then we were going on the Tesla tour, uh, tour drive. And I'm like, that was actually very listenable to me, you know, because I'm the first guy to cringe on any of that stuff. And that was just, uh, I got to tell you, um, there's good radio and then there's, you know, formulaic stuff. And we don't do formulas here. Uh, we're organic, we react, and we have built a relationship with each and every one of you who have chose to do it. I know that some of you are unsubscribing, but there's also some of you who are subscribing. You're looking for direction. No one's going to have the right answers. You're going to be disappointed. Uh, you're going to say, why did I do this? Why did I do that? Uh, folks, we won't disappoint you because we'll continue to work hard each and every day. I'm a little bit moody. Dowd is the same. Um, in fact, Dowd uh, sent me a nice little text. He said, uh, I apologize for being snippy. I'm like, bro, you don't have to apologize for that. I'm just checking on you, making sure uh, we're good to go. Um, what is this uh, a phrase that I enjoy so much? F your feelings or facts don't care about your feelings. I like that one uh, even point. better because they point. really don't. And we're sort of, in that particular position. Here's the issue. There are no facts. You're not getting any information. Well, they have chemical warfare. No, they don't. Uh, they're developing chemical uh, warfare. The Russians have chemical warfare. This is part of the disinformation. Like after the Hunter Biden laptop and Joe Biden and the election, does anybody really trust Joe Biden? Does anybody really trust the United States government? I think it's pretty fair to say, Dowd, that uh, the answer to that is unequivocally no. You have a Less than uh, 20% approval rating uh, on your um, <clears throat> politicians, senators, House members, heck, bureaucrats, guys that have been lodged in there for, you know, longer than, uh, well, you've been constipated. You know, you know what I'm saying? Our, our entire, uh, uh, pardon the expression here, but our entire country is pretty constipated with these a-holes. And they can't seem to kind of push through. So we try to help you do that each and every day. Think of us uh, like, the, yep, I'll go there, uh, but I won't say it. You know where I'm going to go. All right, so let's start from the top. Uh, D-Dowd Musk has got a write-up. We'll get to that in hour two. Dowd, your write-up for today is I didn't uh, get a chance to take a look at it at rockoftalk.chat. Well, I was kind of a, a little creative. You know, some of us who do analysis and research uh, aren't known for being particularly creative, and I, most of the time, that's a well-deserved reputation. But I thought, well, what, what would a person who's interested in America's nuclear deterrent after not thinking about it for almost 30 years, uh, the Cold War coming back, they might start to think about, well, Los Alamos, isn't that New Mexico has something to do with nuclear weapons or something? And the the heightened tensions, the heightened tensions, particularly involving Russia uh, lately, I thought, what would a person think if they wanted to find out what was going on with the people in charge of our nuclear deterrent, more specifically, our big brains, our, our national laboratory people, what would they find if they went searching for information about the people in charge of our nuclear deterrent? And I think it highlights the federal governments and all, all governments' uh, tendency to just 
metastasize and mission creep and grow and grow and grow. So I did a dive on all the uh, press releases issued by Sandia National Laboratories and Los Alamos National Laboratory. And I think it reveals how much the uh, how much these labs and really the Department of Energy's nuclear component has strayed from its original mission. And, uh, oh, I don't know, woke virtue signaling and computing and biology and all these other things that the national labs are involved in when they used to be very tightly, narrowly focused on our nuclear deterrent. And I'm a big supporter of our nuclear deterrent. And I'm fully supportive of all of our listeners who work at Los Alamos and Sandia and work. There, and there the are many deterrent. of them. And there, there, and there are, are many. There Unfortunately, are many. the national labs have really been bastardized over really a long period, multi-decades. And they've become these vague, gooey, Japanese-style industrial policy facilities. And so I kind of dive deep on that and, and look at what I perceive to be a problem. And really, I think the solution is to get a lot of those big brains in the National Labs who are working on uh, superconductivity or biotech, get them in the private sector. There are yeah. private uh, right. uh, foundations. There are corporations working on all of this. There's no reason why they should be involved in this. Our National Labs should be restored to their original purpose was focusing on our nuclear deterrent. Even we libertarians, many of us, support a strong, vibrant, effective, and potentially quite lethal nuclear deterrent. So that's where I went today. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll have some objectors to that perspective, but we'll probably also have some fans as well. The smartest guys in the room, uh, not keeping us as smart as we'd like to be, uh, because right now we're gumming up the rest of the world and well, who's leading the charge? Uh, well, who's uh, the man at the top? It's always got to be your president, right? The buck stops with him, shouldn't it? Well, we've got excuses galore. Apparently, the buck stops with Vladimir Putin. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so uh, in the least. Well, here's what I can tell you is the Democrats are actually liking this. They're enjoying the fact that we're at war. They're, in fact, a Biden pollster because it's all about elections. And it's about who wins and, and not how they win. Remember, it doesn't have to, you always have to ask the, the Latin phrase, I know Dowd knows this well, qui bono, who benefits? Who benefits? Qui bono? Who benefits from this chaos? Who's, who's, who's getting the big takeaway here? What's the distraction as of this? The good news is we now have a very specific reason for rising gas prices and specific villain. And that, of course, is Vladimir Putin. That's according to a top Biden campaign pollster. U.S. gas prices uh, reaching a record high, not because of Biden, not because of Biden, folks. What, what are you thinking about? This is this is all because of Vladimir Putin. You know, no people weren't uh, inflation wasn't out of control until, you know, Putin launched everything on on the 24th. So Lake is described on her firm's website as a leading Democratic political strategist and one of the two lead pollsters for the Biden campaign in 2020. Ah, uh, yeah, we got you. We got you. We know exactly what you're up to. We can look at this and we can say to ourselves, oh, my gosh. Yep. Qui bono. Who benefits? The Democrats. All-time low political ratings for a president. You had this, uh, the worst first year of any president ever after Donald Trump having the best first year of a president ever. So you kind of pale in comparison. The narrative is uh, being pushed by both... ABC, CBS, NBC about, well, there's nothing we could have done. Look at how terrible and awful Vladimir Putin is. Well, and then of course we know the COVID tale, which uh, I guess all ends Sunday. Do we just forget about it altogether? We just forget that the last, no, no the Albuquerque Journal couldn't. We're memorializing 7,000 dead. We're going to get to a little story and a little quip 
that was really interesting because Massachusetts right now is recounting their deaths, ladies and gentlemen, for COVID. They're recalculating because they don't think it's very accurate. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. Dowd has all the information in front of him. But it was roughly about 23,000. And they've got to curb it back about 15 to 20%. Why? Why? They do not like the way that it was counted. And it is inaccurate. It is inaccurate. They said the way that they counted these is inaccurate. So they're going to remove about 5,000 COVID deaths. An entire state of New Mexico of COVID deaths. Do you think the revisions will be be putting in place for one Michelle Lujan Grisham? No, not if the Albuquerque Journal has anything to do with it. We got to that crazy zany story yesterday. Sorry, you missed it yesterday, Dowd. But, you know, for some of us, COVID never ends. For those of who have lost a loved one, COVID is forever. National uh, holiday they want. National uh, holiday. Uh, so we, we never uh, forget. COVID holiday. COVID holiday. Wow. Wow. There we go. Uh, what day would that be? Uh, would that be March the 13th? Never forget. Never forget. Yeah, we forgot 9-11, didn't we? Meanwhile, well, here's kind of what's happening uh, all around, okay? Um, you're staying at home. You're ordering from Amazon. You're thinking, well, things are going pretty good. And I'm going to kind of start here with Albuquerque's hometown boy. And that would, of course, would be Jeffrey Bezos, dating a 1986 Del Norte high school grad with the last name Sanchez. Uh, she's there. So you'd think that, well, this is all Bezos and Biden. Eddie's about to demonize Bezos. No. Jeff Bezos is on the opposite side right now. Despite owning the Washington Post, despite uh, visiting your home, how many times did he visit your home today with the number of Amazon deliveries that you had? The federal government is going after Jeff Bezos, ladies and gentlemen. They're going after Amazon. Yes, that's right. If they can go after him... They can go after anybody. Amazon is the only one of four tech giants the committee investigated that lawmakers have accused of the behavior. Such behavior is obstruction of Congress. Criminal obstruction of Congress. We need, we need a new distraction. We need to let the people know that we're on their side. Right? Remember the union guys that were there? Organizing, saying Jeff Bezos is abusing us. He's not giving us our fair share. We need to raise the minimum wage. Where uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, what is she doing? Driving Amazon out of New York City, you idiot. Amazon has repeatedly endeavored to thwart. Oh, I love that word. That's one of my favorite. Thwart. <laughs> thwart the committee's efforts to uncover the truth about Amazon's business practices. For this, it must be held accountable. There we are, the Democrats, you know. They're going to hold Putin accountable. They're going to hold, uh, well, COVID accountable for those people who do not comply. We're going to hold the people for January 6th accountable. We're going to hold accountable Jeffrey Bezos. Now, who got us into this mess? Was it Jeff Bezos? Was it COVID? Was it the people who went to go uh, on January 6th? Just roll it back. Did any of these people really get us into trouble? No. They're just participants. They're upset. They're reactors. They're capitalists. They're participants. I'll tell you who's not a participant. Joe Biden. He doesn't drive a car. He can pitch green new energy. Pelosi doesn't own a car. She can pitch green new energy. She can tell you all about COVID. They can go ahead and spend your money. Get back to the word accountable. Who does that belong to? Well, you know who it belongs to. The very people who are trying to hold it on everybody else yet are projecting the entire time. That would be the Democrats, ladies and gentlemen. 
it's time that you hold them accountable. Just like they realize this year and their pollsters are telling you about how great the war is, it's time for you to hold them accountable. Republicans aren't in power here. It's a clown show on the right side of the aisle in New Mexico. They're trying to clean it up, okay? By the way, if you're looking for a candidate like me, you'll never find one. You'll never find. And that's okay. But we still got to cheer on the, the good guys. Or dare I say, the slightly better guys. Is that, is that a better way, a better phrasing? I think doubt and <laughs> Less <choice>. bad. <laughs> the bad and the less bad. It's time for you to hold them accountable in 22. We're going to talk a lot. We're going to cover a lot of ground today. Dowd and I have the entire afternoon to kind of uh, breeze on out. And then uh, Monday, I'm looking forward to uh, the rest of the shows as we got our brand new board. We'll get uh, our transmitter and all that. Uh, Dowd, uh, for those of you who are keeping up with the rock of talk chat, Eddie is actually uploading and getting everything out by 9 p.m. Who knew that I could catch up? Who knew after participating in CD1? Who knew after participating in the mayor's election, all this other stuff that he could finally catch up. And I think I finally did, but uh, there'll be, uh, you know, something else that will uh, come up. Uh, is your family joining us, uh, Dowd, from Scotland uh, at uh, 1 a.m.? Uh, I don't. Usually on Fridays, my sister listens in. Um, I just got an email from her, Eddie, and uh, we will be discussing my work schedule in late August because it looks like we're doing another Vegas trip, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. That's what we need. We definitely need a little bit more Vegas, baby. Uh, although the Lobos went to Vegas. They didn't do so well, but that's okay. They're young and they are ready for next year. Here's a man who didn't get involved in a fracas uh, at the Albuquerque International Airport. Uh, that would be Lou Rawls. Remember I mistake that, what, four or five weeks ago? That was very funny. But uh, Or was it Lou Rawls? I don't remember. Was it Lou Reed, Lou Rawls? No, it was Lou Lou Rawls. Rawls. Yes, we had a little mix up. (laughs) Back after a quick break, 422 back and forth. As long as you live, someone who loves you, tender like I do, you'll never find, no matter where you search. Someone who cares about you the way I do. Oh, I'm not bragging on myself, baby. But I'm the one who loves you. And there's no one else. No one else. It was the 3rd of September, that day I'll always remember, yes I will, cause there was a day that my daddy died, I never got a chance to see him, never heard nothing but bad things about him, mama I'm depending on you, tell me the truth. Mama just hung her head and said, son, Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. And when he died, only left us was alone. Who doesn't like the temptations? Uh, we are a little bit of uh, Rolling Stone here. 428 
44 seconds uh, here in the Kiva on this beautiful Friday afternoon. It feels hot, right? Time to get your Axiom re, uh, retooling for that home because um, before too long, folks, ladies and gentlemen, you are going to be hot, hot, hot. That's right. It's, uh, it, it is, I mean, if you feel that like this morning, everyone was expecting snow. My kids were upset that they had to go to school and it's like, you're going to need one of those Axiom. And Mario and the bros are uh, good to go. So make sure you guys get that stuff oriented and, and they've been good advertisers uh, on our radio station for years. I think now this is uh, year three. They come in seasonally and jump in, uh, but they, 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 they like to be right there. So that's good. And they get a lot of business from us. So show them some loyalty. Like all of our advertisers have been on for a very long time. Please take care of them uh, during this time. Remember, gas is more expensive for them. You know, they're, they're, they're all going through things. Whatever you can do to support a local business and support them. Uh, we certainly appreciate Dowd five oh five five fifty fifty five hundred is the number uh, to call in here this wonderful afternoon. Dowd sees me like literally deleting notes as we're getting through the show here. It is a well prepared show. I doubt that there's another show that is prepared. We're not waiting for the phone to ring. In fact, I haven't even forwarded the phones, and I'm not even looking for the phone to ring. I'd like to say hi to my uh, lone listener up in Los Alamos. Uh, by the way. He says, uh, he says uh, Eddie, are you okay? No radio in Los Alamos. They officially uh, pulled the plug and disconnected that. Uh, I guess they were having some trouble, but you're welcome to listen on the app anywhere, anytime. 65 other great radio stations to choose, 64, uh, in addition to the Rock of Talk. Uh, not to mention you can listen to a repeat of the show 24-7 uh, directly on the Rock of Talk channel. And I'll be building those channels for all my other guys uh, as well. So your lone listener in Los Alamos is going to miss you. I'm going to have to change my routine. I said, there's the app, bro. And he's like, save me, Lord. There you go. That's, uh, <laughs> it's that easy. And it's a real thin client. So you guys can go ahead and uh, get plugged in. So uh, Daniel checks in. He says, uh, see the holy book of the Covidians, 313. That's hilarious. <laughs> see what he did there, Dowd? Like Very, good. <laughs> Very good. Lou Rawls is dead. We covered that. Yeah, I played Lou Reed, right? Because I said Lou Reed was the one who'd been here. It was actually Lou Rawls that was involved in domestic uh, dispute at the Albuquerque International Airport with his girlfriend, right, Dowd? Yes, yes. the way yes. that that went? Yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, so. It's, always, it's not always a bed of roses. I, I've never been married, but, uh, well, never been in a serious relationship for, for that matter, but uh, I, I understand it's not always, uh, not every day goes, uh, it's not all candies and flowers every day with uh, members of the opposite sex. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see, Rudy Grande was getting some, some love uh, tossed at him uh, at Sunny Side Up. A lot of people uh, joining in Sunny Side Up. Thanks to the Kiva, Joel and Maryland, 1,600 listeners went into there and they said uh, positive feedback on Sunny Side, even though they crowded in a line. They got us in 15 minutes. Hostess took our. Look at me doing advertising. Uh, do you see what I'm doing? Am I actually yeah, doing this? Yeah, yeah. This Integration. Might the, this might be the first time I'm. Uh, I'm like, yeah, all these uh, uh, jocks uh, in town, they're like, yeah, go see my uh, friends over there. Tell them, uh, you know, blah, 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 sent you. I'm like, I've never done that one time. And and I've not, not ever one. No, let them know that I sent you. Yeah, you listen to me. So I'm like, even though crowded in line over at Sunnyside, they got us in 15 minutes. Hostess took our cell phone number, notified us 15 minutes, just like they said. Start off with a carrot ginger drink that is delish i don't know if you use that word out i know you don't our waitress maddie so polite and service is prompt food looks great waiting for hours here are the rancheros 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 light and crispy because they're made by piquenos Blairos. 
I know that's something. I just made that up uh, based upon what they were saying. All right, let's get to some actual talk radio here instead of uh, entertainment and uh, advertising. You know who our advertisers are. You've been listening to them for years, and uh, they're the ones who have made all of this happen for you. And let me say one more thing. We've never increased prices on our advertisers. Not one, not once. Despite the uh, Biden inflation, the the Biden balloon, uh, as it were. Let's talk about what's actually making it worse. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> not Putin. The, the, it had already started when we started printing all that money. And yes, I'm going to blame Trump and I'm going to blame Biden. Doubt, uh, feel free to jump onto uh, my plank if it with me. Anytime you print money, anytime you offer a bailout and you continue to clamp down and shut down, okay? And that's not what Trump was about, okay? He was about printing the money. Remember, that $6 trillion, and there was a few Republicans, conservatives who stood up and were like, oh, man, come on, man, we need it. We need, we need the injection. Got to have it. I got to have that injection, man. Just tap the vein. Tap it, man. And we tapped the vein, and it's like, oh, things were good. We're, we're coming back. We got, yeah. That was done with the expectation, us on the right, that we still had the man at the controls. That would be Donald J. Trump, Donald John Trump, greatest president in the history of this country, right? If we would have had that man still at the controls, we would have been like, well, we're, we're doing fine. We're, we know that he's gonna be able to gear us out of here and we'll be just fine. But no, no, we switched horses after printing the money and then, oh, we didn't do enough to print the money and they printed even more money. So then you have all this money circulating, you know, $12 trillion of paper just circulating throughout the economy. And it's like hitting the stock, we're hitting here. And it's like, well, uh, wait, we printed all this money. I thought the economy would do better if we printed more money. Oh, contraire, mon frere. Well, we have all, all un, 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 uh, unbelievable unemployment rates. It could never be lower. Look at Biden. Look at what he's done. Look, can you believe what he's done? And, uh, no, no, it doesn't work that way. Full employment. You're only working harder to keep up with your increasing level of cost, folks. Everyone is uh, charging you up the, you know what, the wazoo, whatever that is. You're working harder and you're running in place and you feel like, well, uh, I keep doing, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm was 20 minutes on the treadmill. Now I'm 30 minutes on the treadmill. Shouldn't I be losing, you know, one and a half times what I was losing before based upon that? No, 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 actually no, uh, because, uh, you're eating like crap. You're, you're, you're taking in more food into your, your disgusting fat bodies, right? <laughs> 40. Well, I'm doing it harder. What am I doing? Well, you keep pounding away the enchiladas. It's when you eat and how much you eat, okay? Kind of getting to a point here, and that point is, is that inflation belongs to Joe Biden because he decided to go ahead and keep his foot on our necks, and every Democratic blue governor in the entire country, including one Michelle Lujan Grisham. As long as they collected the money and didn't let it circulate and a command and control economy, inflationary pressure tapered off. So now you're gonna see, so I'm gonna make a prediction, Dowd, go ahead and write it down. Write it down, give me a letter. I don't care how much money I got to spend. Can't stand to look at Pat's age again. That's the Cheech and Chong version. You guys remember that? Remember that? Havana, pick me a letter. Remember that? That was, uh, you know, the, 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 anyway. By the way, you got to see the Pat Sajak insult. Somebody told him a story. You got to go and look for it. 
and somebody told him a story on his like that's the most pointless story pat's like i'm done that's the most pointless story i've ever heard in my entire life that's exactly <laughs> what he said on on his air i'm like whoa pat's getting rude he's a rude dude with an attitude so all this money is getting printed they're not taking the foot off your necks you continue to be shut down now you're being told that you have to test when you can go to work Who's allowed? Who's essential? Who's not essential? And it's like, well, who, who, who captured the money? Who got the money? Where did the money transfer? Remember the $1,200 that was given, right? Monthlies. Oh, I can't work. Oh, I'm afraid of uh, those people that didn't get the vaccinated. Then you found out the vaccinations didn't work or they're totally and completely worthless at this point. So like, well, why did people get, why did all these people get all this money? Biden's like, we need a distraction. We need something. How do we get into World War III? We, uh, yeah, that's it. We're going to go these guys into war. Because inflation is coming to eat you alive. And my prediction is this. In the year of our Lord, 2022, 2022, thank you, Steve Bain. I haven't been able to watch him as much as I like to. I guess you can podcast him too. So I got I to gotta jump on that so I can see if I can mass consume him. Five interest rate hikes. Five quarter point interest rate hikes in the year 2022. Here's the, here's a miracle of miracles. And I started looking at this and I started saying to myself, okay, well, what does that, what, what does that mean? One and a half points, one and a half points. We already have one coming. Okay. And you're going to get five more. Okay, you already, they've already told you we're getting that quarter point adjustment. Just better pray. None of those are half points. Okay. We're not getting any half point jumps. I don't think we're getting quarter points. Is that, is that correct? I think that that's coming Monday, Tuesday. Okay. Celebrate 25 Tuesday. basis points. I believe basis. they call it. Yep. <laughs> Sounds so official. They, they love to say that. Basis points, basis points. Everything's going to cost more, okay? But it's not going to be, it's not going to prevent the inevitable, which is there's still too much money not doing enough productivity in the economy, okay? What the best that this can do based upon the inflation, and you have a 7.9% inflation. Remember, what's not baked into that little 7.9%, how many days are we into this war? 16, 16 days into this yeah, yeah. official war, right? What's not baked into those numbers Yeah, is a war. So how do you get 7.9? How stupid do the Democrats must think that you are? They don't think that, that, that you don't know that that's not baked in? I'm telling you, it's not baked in. It's not there. How much worse is inflation going to get? Well, we haven't factored in the escalations. Gas did slow down. It went from 417 to 419 today. Okay. 411 the day before. Or that was 403, 411, 417, 419. Okay. Ebbing a little bit, the barrels of gas. And, and we've got some interesting stories coming from a Joe, Joe, Joe O'Biden. There we go. What's he asking? He's asking the oil and gas people the drill, baby, drill. Notice you can't capture that on uh, CBS, NBC, and ABC. It's it's nowhere to be found, folks. None of that information is even out there. So you know what's a good idea right about now? Uh, let's go ahead and blacklist Russia. I think that's a great idea. Let's go ahead and let them default on their loans. The only way for them to pay themselves, remember, they've already bought all their rockets. They've got the most nuclear warheads, Okay. The actions taken by the U.S. and Western European allies since Russia invaded Ukraine have been swift in punishing. So who? They don't know anything different. These are people who have uh, suffered through, remember Perestroika, Glasnost, remember all these, uh, you know, horrible words you'd have no idea. Like, they've been through the ringer. They, they, they have nothing. Give me another bottle of pop-off. 
Banning, scaling back purchases of Russian oil, gas, and coal to pressure Russian President Vladimir to call off his troops. What's he done? We're now talking about chemical warfare. They're projecting everywhere. Ukrainians have it. The Russians have it. Somebody has it. The West has also moved to oust Russian banks from the international financial networks. Oh, that, that's really going to help. And here's the crazy thing. The World Trade Organization. We talk about the G7. Dowd, I'm going to ask you just a quick quiz question. Just oh, we're all getting along. <laughs> the G7, G8. Would, that be, would, would Russia be a part of that? We're literally pointing the gun to our own heads at this point. The World Trade Organization. This is the first time they introduced legislation calling on the U.S. to press for Russia's suspension from the World Trade Organization. Do you know how long it's going to take to get them back into this? Let's say they called the dogs off. They agreed to this. Do you know how long it'll get them back into the WTO? How about never? They're never coming back. The U.S. is stating moves to isolate Russia are very satisfying in the short run because the Russians are doing a very bad thing. But here's the, here's the kicker, folks. Here's the kicker. And, and they're not kicking the Russians. They're kicking you, right? Nakomo Seyama. Nobody wants to talk about the long-term consequences of weakening the international relationships and institutions. The global financial crisis of 2008 created a new generation of skeptics of globalization, and you're about to see the fall of that. Now, I'm not crying for it. I'm not upset about that. I think there's a lot of good here, but we're going to have to make a lot of internal adjustments where we become self-sustaining, right? People are going to be more into nationalistic things. Why are we producing our own gas, our own coal, those types of things? But while the U.S.-China trade war and the coronavirus pandemic prompted many companies and countries to rethink the extent to which their trading ties hurt their domestic industries, you now have the virtue signaling coming by the companies themselves. And you ask yourself, well, they, they said they're boycotting. We out of here. We're gone. We're not going to go ahead and keep Starbucks open or McDonald's open or any of these places. Oh, oh no, no, no. Here's what's happened. They've kept Nike open. They kept all these places open. They're not closing off until June 25th. Here's the dirty secret. They're telling you they're shutting down, but they're not about to shut down because they need to get through the next couple of quarters. They're letting them know that they're about to pull out, but they have yet to do so. If you look at the fine line, these companies aren't doing it. Nike has over a hundred different stores. You think they're just gonna shutter them down overnight? They're not going to do it. And remember, you're constantly trying to keep up with the old. And Biden's trying to do exactly that because it was one Donald John Trump. Biden's trying to do his best impression. Oh, we can create an economic warfare just like Donald Trump did to the Chinese. Remember when we punished the Chinese? Remember when we just hammered these guys? I mean, they, there's, they, they were an Asian tiger for decades. By Asian tiger, I mean this rapid 7, 8, 9% growth. You, you have to know what that term means. Asian tiger, look it up. It's not uh, Bengal, you know, endangered tiger. It's a, it's a way of quantifying certain economies in the eastern shore, which would state that they were growing at a very, very rapid pace. They were taking over everything. No barriers, open trade, making sure that there's no factory closings. You might remember Foxconn, the guys that made your very uh, iPhone that you're, Doing. I mean, we depend upon that. 
How much is your iPhone going to cost next time around? You don't think China's going to jump in with Russia on this whole entire thing and get some sort of advantage? You hold them to enough responsibility, they're going to go ahead and do it. No doubt about it. When we return, we're going to talk about, well, the popularization and I think the propaganda that's coming in with this war. Rock stars, athletes, products. Heck, I got something from an app that I downloaded that was telling me, Dowd, that, uh, hey, you want to know what we're doing to go ahead and fight the war in Ukraine? I'd like to know that you're not doing anything. Exactly, exactly. I don't need you to jump in and fight the <laughs> war for anybody at this point. Like, why, why are we doing this? Save why the we... drama for your mama. Oh, yeah. Well, when you don't have mamas, you know, that's, uh, there's, there's drama all over. So we go back after a quick break uh, right here in the Kiva on am1600kivabq.fm rockoftalk.com uh i'll forward the phones uh we'll start taking your phone calls and uh some of your insights uh etc uh when we return right here in the kiva behind the wheel of a large automobile you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife and you may ask yourself This is not my beautiful house. And you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful wife. here in the Kiva, a little Howard Jones. I uh, wish uh, that were true. Things can only get better. Remember, it's going to be up and down, up and down, in and out every single day. That's all you're going to be getting from all this stuff. And uh, why don't we just go around the horn very quickly? I guess baseball season, everybody. Hey, everybody, we can go watch the isotopes. Let's pretend uh, things are good. Yeah. That'll be good, uh, you idiots who voted for Joe Biden. Don't you, don't you dare look at me. Watch yourself when you <clears throat> All right, so uh, we got a fresh assault on the besieged southern Ukrainian city of, how do I pronounce this, Dowd? Is this Mariupol? Mariupol, is that the correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your guess is as good as mine, sir. That's yesterday. Okay. I know Odessa's pretty easy to pronounce. <laughs> yeah, I guess that one. Uh, maternity hospital, now a psych ward, according to the Wall Street Journal, is sort of keeping up the propaganda as well. Then you have the Senate passing a $1.5 trillion package to fund the federal government. Uh, there it is. They uh, gave $15 billion, I think, to the Ukrainians. Is that correct? Uh, I heard they 14 got... but it's a lot. It's a Okay, lot. and then uh, supposedly, I guessed out, we didn't get any money in there for COVID because that was oh. uh, we're, we're done with COVID, so no money. But we're going to have another special session. First uh, time for everything. Yep, okay. yep. Uh, meanwhile, uh, let's see. India shooting missiles 
uh, errantly at uh, the Pakistanis. Yeah, that's not going to start, uh, you know, any calamity, World War Three uh, stuff. They both uh, have nukes, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of nukes, uh, <laughs> it's time for me to watch Team America. You and I should get together to watch Team America. What do you think? Yeah, it's, huh? it's been too long. At it least a year since long. I've watched yeah. Team America. <laughs> recent North Korean missile launches tested components of a new internet in ICBM. International intercontinental missile system that, if fully developed, could hit the U.S. or its allies. Actually, could as hit as far from North Korea. Coming this away, um, by the way, this away, I mean uh, L.A. Uh, can hit as far as Georgia. Uh, by the way, if you're going to be traveling, you got to wear your masks all the way through Easter. Uh, you know, don't show me your faces for Easter, ladies and gentlemen. The the day after Easter. I'm not making this stuff up. <laughs> you can take your masks off of planes the day after Easter. What is it with these Satanists that run? The, oh, those conspiracy theorists. You guys got to listen to Clyde Lewis in the middle of the night. I added, I, I banged out an extra hour for Clyde, by the way. Good stuff. Three to 6 a.m. on that. Uh, just I had to do it. So April 18th is the day. Uh, the uh, census is uh, racist. It undercounted blacks and Hispanics. Now, what percentage do you have to be? I didn't think that they really counted me that much. Do they count me as black? Doubt. I'm still my 4.6. What? Where does that go? That's a good point. I'd like to. You know, who I should ask the guy that's going to spend five months in jail or one four, one fifth of a COVID. Jussie Smollett. <laughs> uh, his family was coming out throwing out words like Trump and Putin. Yes, uh, as part of uh, that. Trump and Putin to blame for his his uh, fake crime. Okay. Yeah, there we go. And the IRS uh, hiring 5,000 employees over the next few months because they got to get uh, those unprocessed uh, tax returns going. So that's good. Uh, by the way, in business, uh, just so you know, just we've already covered it, 7.9% on the inflation. Uh, here we go. Oil, food, uh, disruptions. Remember, we were talking about, weren't we before this whole entire thing took place, supply chain disruptions? And yeah, yeah that, don't worry about that anymore. Now, now we can just blame Putin. Oh, wait, wait, wait till, uh, you know, we had Eddie, I'll really commend our texter the other day who sent us in all that information on Russian exports of minerals, uh, mm. energy, grains. Yeah. Uh, if you think we had supply Blanket. disruptions Blanking. before, wait, wait till a couple of weeks or a couple of months from now. Yeah, there we go. Uh, let's see. We had the, uh, were the stocks up and or down today? They, they probably stayed about the same because it was kind of like a nonchalant news day. You'll see it come Monday, Tuesday. There's nothing else that's there. Uh, they shut down the nickel markets. Uh, remember, those get your batteries going for you electric car users. That's right. You're not going to be able to make uh, for a nickel. <laughs> yeah, the, the markets are shut down at least for a week, uh, if not more. And, Eddie, we uh, closed under 33,000 today. So, oh, uh, for the first time. There it is. A little yeah. a little psychological move there. We, we've been as high as 36,799.999. Poor Herman Cain. Uh, where, where do you go? Okay, so very quickly. The propaganda war that's happening uh, has to do with a lot of, you know, crap stories that get rolled out all the time. It's like letting you know who's taking up arms on behalf of their country. And, and I know there's so many of you who are like learning how to hate me more now than ever. Oh, Eddie, you're on the wrong side of this. You love Putin. Why do you want to see the Ukraines lose? Doesn't, ha doesn't a country have its right to, uh, I don't know, self-preservation? I think Dowd made the uh, very beautiful point that People have rights. Governments do not have rights. There's a true libertarian uh, there for you. So uh, here's what's happening. Russia's ramping up the Ukraine attacks and efforts to seize the port city. So time to get rock stars 
conscripts, uh, anybody out there, 14 to 60 people just to go out there and start fighting. Okay. Radical militias are gathering. What are, what are they, what are they going to do? Aim their guns at the air, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about air raids at this point. So here's what happened. And this is the propaganda that's going on. The Russians are disagreeing and the Russians are meeting with the Ukrainians right now. Okay. This is very interesting. Kremlin spokesman, Dmitry Peskov told reporters, we don't have clear information about the incident. It's a total lie. Maripol Mayor Vladimir uh, Boychenko said in response to Larov's assertion, everything that was said, each word was absolutely not true. So the Ukrainians are disagreeing with the Russians, the Russians disagreeing with the Ukrainians, but they're both meeting. What are they doing? What are they doing? They, they're meeting the highest level of contact between the two countries since the start of the war, but they did not reach a ceasefire, which means update they did not agree to the terms of that. So you're going to get pummeled. You knew that. If you were willing to sacrifice your men, women, and children for, for doing it, that's in, entirely your own. Uh, three dead, 17 wounded. It's not thousands dead, by the way, folks. And I know you're getting tens of thousands dead. We don't know how many people are dying. Three, this is official reports. More Paul Mayer's office said that more than 1,000 civilians have been killed since the beginning of the siege. False information. Okay? Not that many have died. Not as many as you think. So you're getting misinformation that's coming out. And what's it doing? It's tugging on the heartstrings of uh, rock stars. Tens of thousands of Ukrainians have taken up arms and sought to support a nationwide resistance movements against the offensive. How? With what? Hey, give that guy a gun. It's literally Red Dawn. They're doing Red Dawn in the Ukraine, folks. Wolverines! <laughs> People from all walks of life, prominent figures, playwright, a lawmaker, a rock singer, TV host who have rallied to defend their country's independence as the Russian military has moved to encircle their largest cities. And what's happening? Here's the, let's listen to this. This is the, this is the one that's going to get you recruited and on board with every, every single one. Andre Kule from the rock group Boombox supposed to be on tour in the U S but instead is helping police patrol Kiev and posing regular updates on his Facebook. Oh, it's good for business. No gigs. I'm going to go get some attention. Video he made singing the acapella version of the Ukrainian folk song with a rifle song across his chest in front of the St. Sophia's Cathedral went viral. Yes, that's what this is all about. In a recent video, he addressed fans in Russia where his group stopped touring in 2014 as well with the very same thing. Oh, it, they've uh, tried it all before, ladies and gentlemen, and they're at it again. And uh, it didn't seem to learn their lesson, and they should have probably just taken the deal. But we're going to see more pummeling in the Ukraine. Back after the top of the hour news. Thanks for listening. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, Rock of Talk. Dot com. Watch us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Podcast us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can go ahead and download the apps at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, and soon, hopefully by Monday, rockoftalk.chat as well, where you get the ad-free injection, not to mention you also get uh, you, me, and uh, D. Dowd makes three, uh, looking through all the copious notes as he uh, 
um, <clears throat> marauds his way through three hours of fun and excitement here on this uh, wonderful Friday afternoon. Uh, Dowd, uh, always uh, glad to be here in the Kiva, uh, especially after he repaired uh, Joe Biden's uh, laptop. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they, 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 they took his laptop to the FBI and they fixed uh, 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 D. Dowd laptop. They, they, they erased all that smut, right, Dowd? Uh, yeah, that's what it is. I, I've been, I was thinking about a, a cyber attack, Eddie. There's an economist, a fierce libertarian economist called William Anderson. And I think he's from mid-Atlantic region somewhere. And he said, if I, if the federal government doesn't try to uh, kill me at least once, I'll have considered my life a failure. Uh, hmm. So uh, if it is the feds coming after me, I, I, uh, I will uh, take, I will wear their uh, attack as a badge of honor. But one thing I forgot to mention last hour, Eddie, is at lunch today, New Mexico. Oh, you had lunch? You, I, I didn't, didn't even know you ate. I, I didn't know you I ate. I to eat once in a while. Uh, on Fridays, I actually just go around the corner because I'm always editing the, the, the Friday piece, the last piece of the week, and I just grab something. I walk in there, and New Mexico is, I know there's 2.1 million people here, but it's still a very small place, and uh, none other than GOP gubernatorial candidate Jay wow. Block was entertaining wow. the crowd. Uh, yeah, at, was uh, he at, on the table? Show. Was it was it uh, was an MLG? He was supposed to be entertaining our crowd here. What what was he doing? I, he was looking for votes. I guess what is oh, a politician uh, well, Yep, yeah. We had some uh, 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 let's say internal uh, discussions about some things. I probably can't say on the air but oh uh, wow well I, has, you, you cannot be co-opted uh, right well i mean uh, we, I'm, you know a very powerful member of the media i can't divulge everything thank you. um but i tell you jay i don't know what the future bodes but jay is a confident guy and he's certainly not going to be outworked that's for sure hmm. there you go all right uh jay block did not make it into the Kiva, though. So uh, speaking of work, uh, we did get uh, both Rebecca Dow and Greg Zanetti into the Kiva this week. And he said that was on him. So, you know, I, I see how it is, Jay. See where I'm at on your pecking order. Uh, but uh, hey, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get to him next week. I was uh, I, I meant to ask you, Dow, before I jump back into the uh, rigmarole, what happened uh, or what was your reaction with my interview? And be honest uh, with Rebecca Dow. I, I thought I held her feet to the fire on Virgin Galactic uh, pretty well. I went after her on the uh, ethics complaint. Uh, she explained herself away. I said I need more information. And she says that uh, she's in court on in July. So uh, it, oh. I'm interested in your perspective. Uh, it was good. I did miss a few minutes of it. And I didn't Damn know, it. Eddie, if you, if you brought up the uh, minimum wage issue or not, because that's something I think that has yet to be explored with her. She did I vote did bring right. up. No, I didn't bring that up. Uh, wasn't on okay. top, wasn't top of mind. Should have. I'll do it next time. But I did bring up the Green New Energy deal and how she was absent. She um, was. Or what do you call that? What is it when they're not there? You can either be absent or excused. Those are okay. well, there was non-voting choices. Yeah. So she, she was in the middle of, I think she stated that she was in the other room in the Senate side. And they already knew that it was going to pass anyway. So there was no reason for her participation. Okay. Your, react, your reaction? <laughs> I'm asking for I will react the way my great, my, my wonderful grandmother Irene used to react when she was confronted with something she didn't want to uh, get get specific on. Oh! <laughs> That's one of the greatest songs I ever saw. And then, uh, uh, it, oh no, it was Come on Eileen, not Irene. Oh, sorry. Yes. Irene is good night, Irene. That's the wonderful old ditty, okay. you know. And the, good and night, worst, Irene, good night. The worst uh, Jim Carrey movie of all time, but uh, every movie. Me, myself, and Irene. Yes. Uh, very, very, very bad. I've never seen that uh, either. All right, 550, 5500. Let's uh, jump back uh, into it, uh, shall we? 
Uh, that, of course, is uh, the news and everything that we need to talk about because Joe Biden's not doing well. Democrats not doing well. I told you this is our opportunity to go ahead and uh, take advantage of what's happening out there. Okay. Now they're, they're, they're playing this up. It's all Putin's fault. We like the fact that there's this conflict. The pollster said that. Biden poster, uh, pollster stated, let me, let me reiterate. Good news for the Democrat Party because Russian President Vladimir Putin can be blamed for the record high gas prices. That, that's the pollster. This pollster, Lake, described as a leading Democratic political strategist, one of the two lead pollsters for the Biden campaign in 2020. There you go. We know what they're thinking. Or the pollsters. Okay. Here's what people think of Joe Biden. What am I? I'm so disappointed this guy voted for him. It's one thing not to send troops to Ukraine, but it took our president two weeks to start cutting off Russian oil. That says to me, money is more important than life. It says we talk a good game about freedom, but then we are hypocrites. I don't know whether we are dumb or immoral. Wow. Virtue signaling from the left of the left. Going to the right, cutting right. Good start, right? Biden failing the sanctions test. Friday afternoon's dumps are always revealing and includes last week's Treasury Department's clarification of the U.S. sanctions on Russian banks. Don't buy the Biden administration's line that it's pulling out these stops against Russia. No, sir. Uh-uh. He's insisting he's enforcing the most significant package of economic sanctions in history. All contraire. That's not what the market is saying. Not at all. And those companies that say that they're pulling out are not doing that. In fact, Biden loyalists are even veering towards <clears throat> hagiography. Connecticut's Chris Murphy bragged last week how they were doing it. They went and looked at the data, not doing well. So they talk a big game, looking like they're about to jump into the fight, right, Dowd? Isn't that what oh. they're doing? We're fighting. We're put them out. Put them out. Put them out. Let me at them. Let me at them. Or you can do, uh, what's it, uh, Foghorn Leghorn? <laughs> you do a little bit what of that. I'll say what, son? What? I'll say what? I'll say what? <laughs> that is Joe Biden, right? The Foghorn <laughs> Leghorn at least had a backbone. According, uh, <clears throat> this is uh, you Democrats. You guys are such fighters, just like that guy. Yo, 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 yo. Came in earlier this week and said, what do you mean Ukraine doesn't have a right to become its own country? Well, you guys can't stop them. So what are you, you going to do? You just send, send your troops. You're going to fly your flag. You donate your money. Stop Putin. There we go. Most Democrats say they'd flee, not fight. That's right. A Ukrainian-style invasion. Too many Americans have forgotten the meaning of the home of the brave. A liberal is someone now too broad-minded to take his own side in a quarrel. Yes, they are. <laughs> That old joke rushed to mind as I read the results this week of a Quinnipiac University survey indicating that, well, it really isn't a joke. There are more Sunshine Patriots in our midst than anyone has even realized. How could you even call a Democrat a patriot at this point? In fact, I went so far as today and uh, Jeffrey Candelaria was recording his show, Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. I think he only mentioned the name of his show and Jeffrey Candelaria, his name, 23 times during his broadcast uh, with Eddie Nunez here. But uh, it was uh, nonetheless always very colorful, very strong. as. Uh, Jeffrey uh, every too. Saturday, Eddie, I try to watch Jeffrey Candelaria's Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, hosted by Jeffrey Candelaria. I mean, yeah. I make every effort. Uh, and actually, I'm not being sarcastic on that. I do. I, li I listen a lot. Uh, the Death Lady, I loved. She was the woman who oh, kind of deals with all you, the death we're issues. We're all thick-skinned. Don't worry. <laughs> and uh, the UFO guy. I, I like those two. Those uh, two interviews, I think, were the most. Yes. 
I, I've been there's a rumor, Eddie, that What's the one name day. Of the show? Wait, wait. What's the name of the show? Uh, it what you just said it. I forgot. Oh, you mean uh, Jeffrey Candelaria's Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, hosted by yeah. Jeffrey Candelaria? That's yeah. <laughs> I, I have I have heard there's a rumor because we had a discussion a couple months yes. ago that someday okay. D. Dowd Muska might appear as D. Dowd Muska on Jeffrey Candelaria's Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, hosted by Jeffrey Candelaria and produced featuring, by Jeffrey Candelaria. Featuring yeah, featuring D. Dowd Muska. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. I love you. So. We love bust you. stones. We bust stones. We do. <laughs> the pollster asked, uh, what would you do if you were in the same position as the Ukrainians are now? Uh, would you fight or leave the country? Remember, we just talked about the rock star party. Like, like, you, know, you just fly the flag, the blue and yellow, and look all cool. And your, your girlfriend, your wife, and your little beanie, and your cool little, like, get up, and your sneaks, and, you know, your cool hipster, whatever you're doing, right? coffee in your mask right? oh i'd go we gotta we gotta stand behind the ukrainians man we gotta get behind them uh here it goes where's the ukrainians jar i would tip you next time bro next time i'll get you next on the next coffee i'm gonna do this dollars for the ukrainians here's here's the survey says well here it is 52 percent said they would cut and run <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah, there you go. Uh, fight. We aren't number. talking about women and children or even some cadre of pacifists or conscientious objectors. This is the most Democrats saying they'd rather leave America than defend the only pathetic. Only 40% say they would stick around. Stick around. Stick around, Bennett. I cut her, I cut her throat and melted just like butter. Republicans did better. You guys can quote any of the movies I'm even quoting as I'm going through this. Republicans did better. How, how, how brave are we, huh? Oh, yes. Putin must be a Republican. He likes to fight. More than two-thirds, 68%. Whoa. The chest-pounding right-wingers. Look at that. Said they would stand their ground. This could be a reflection of the partisan skew in the nation's distribution of small arms. Oh, it's all about my gun. You're only brave because you have a weapon. If you didn't have that gun, I'd make you shut up. Well, that is uh, not the case uh, here. So with friends like Joe Biden and with friends like Democrats, right? Yeah, really, who needs enemies? All the social virtue signaling that's been going on, you telling me that I need to get on board and sign this petition and, oh, they, we've been doing this. COVID, we're, we're in this together. No one's in this together. Let me repeat that like I did earlier this week. No one is in this together. And the least of which are those people who are virtue signaling. And the most of which is your leader of the virtue signals. That would, of course, be Joseph. What's his middle name? He has like a... Robinette. 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 He's not going to step to the plate. They talked a tough game. They said that uh, we're going to back the Ukrainians. We're going to send them arms. We're going to send our soldiers. We're sending 3,000 troops and all this stuff. We thought we are going... No. None of that's going to, no one cares enough about the Ukraine, including Joe Biden. Let's think about the last two and a half years. Social scientists ran the numbers on the friends you call when you're in trouble and everyone else. <laughs> but guess what? You're bored alone, you die alone. I'm probably some of your very best friends on the other side of this microphone. Believe it or not, yeah, that, that is true. Like, who do you reach out? Who'd you, who'd you text today? I texted Eddie Aragon. I, I'm still at like 700 some odd texts. Is crazy. 
One of the many unsettling effects of the pandemic is the way that winnowed out all the real world friendships. What did Dowd and I do during the pandemic? Besides grow long beards and decide to start wearing kilts and uh, sharpen our axes and, you know, drew our bows. <clears throat> we got rid of social media, bro. Yep. We're disconnected. We ain't on Facebook. We ain't on Twitter. We ain't on any of that other crap. Heck, your blogs aren't even interesting to us anymore. You have become increasingly less interesting, especially you bloggos out there, left and right, okay? You aren't who you think that you are, and you certainly haven't stood your ground, and because you've ostracized us, there's no reason for you. There's a number, I think, is a, was it, is a Pareto's number? There's a number for the maximum right. number of relationships that you can actually maintain. This guy, oh, I got 5,000 friends. You know how long it took me to get to 5,000 friends? Like, no times. Like, bing, 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 bing. All these friends are like, yeah, he has no listeners. Man, he has all these friends. I'm like, but no, these are just people who listen. They want to get to know him. And then he had all these critics that come in. I'm like, I literally left social media and like, I didn't miss a single one of them because not one of those people who is one of my social media friends, and particularly the people who are in politics, none of those people were my friends. That's for sure. I can think of two people throughout all of politics who I could actually consider an actual friend. Everyone's on the make. They all want something from you. They all want to drain you, especially a guy like me. And everyone wants something from me, you know. Uh, you, you want to be on the radio. You want to get to know me. You want, maybe you want to come and poke and prod at me. Okay. Doubt I haven't seen this year. It's probably, uh, I don't know if I can actually call him my best friend or at, at this point, really even a friend given our friend, but uh, doubt knows that I check in on him uh, and I care about him and he cares about me. And I'd probably say uh, that, yeah, he's probably one of the, the five people I can count on as friends. Several times a week, ladies and gentlemen, and right at the moment when I'm at my most intense editing of the yeah. of that piece that day, that's exactly no, the no moment Eddie Aragon decides to call me. Uh, Eddie, on this one, the, the best I've ever heard on this, I was at a uh, political training event a couple years ago, and the uh, trainer said, you want to know the difference between your Facebook friends and your friend, your real friends? Post on Facebook, I'm painting my house this weekend and I need people to help me. Yeah, and see how many up. of your Facebook friends show up the, over the weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be waiting a long time. Yeah, you will. There's no doubt about it. That is absolutely true. Well, uh, here's some uh, more from this. Next to go, <clears throat> by the way, the first to go were the casual relationships. The people you saw every day at the office or the gym or with whom you formed a warm, a warm bond. Oh, I had a warm bond with him. I remember when we were warm bonding. <laughs> I still the funniest thing my kids say. It was like, can I connect to your hotspot? That just that joke literally goes for hours. That's just the funniest thing. Next to go were the longstanding friends you might have invited over for a meal a few times a year. Oh, I love you. Oh, I love you, man. We should do this more often. Yeah. Oh, we're great friends. Next time you, next time you host it. <laughs> oh, so fake. You might have gone to a movie or concert together. You wouldn't ask them for a loan or drive you to the emergency room. No. Um, there we go. Those favors are reserved for the most intimate relationships. So intimate. Immediate family members, perhaps the one or two very close friends. The core group can withstand almost any insult, right? That's our family. La familia. Hey, I hate you. I hate you too. Let's have a, let's have a beer and get drunk this weekend. Oh, you know I'm only messing with you, bro. Don't worry. What's wrong? What's wrong? Let me put my arm around you. Come on over here. Let's have a talk. What's going on? 
You just tell you just tell me. You just tell me what's going on. We'll, we'll fix it together, bro. For life, por vida. Sorry. <clears throat> just it's once it's in the blood, you just you can't get it out, man. You've you've had that. <laughs> Yours tears, mijo. I love you. Sorry. The core group <laughs> can withstand blood in, blood out. Sorry, it's not, I can't even stop it. It just keeps coming out. The core group can then withstand almost any insult, including distance disputes, even the strictures and losses of a pandemic. While my core group served firm, I watched other relationships fall away like dead leaves on my houseplants. Wow, that's a bad image. I generally don't trust people who can't take care of something. Dow takes care of dogs. Uh, by the way, you know that I just augmented that uh, Dow to, to fit my core group of people, right? Uh, not only that, but my, my care business, Eddie, this morning I learned might be extending to children. I've been asked to do some wow. babysitting that in Corrales. And I answered that. I said, listen, I'm, you know, if it's not adult humans, we I get along fine. You know, yeah. you know animals and, and, and children, I get along fine with adults, humans, not so much. Not so much. They all want something from you. They're working on you. So what's that number? It's Pareto's number. Isn't that, is that the name of it? Is it? Pareto? Yeah, I, I think it was, uh, was it 150? I think it's okay. one, I think it's like 125, but, but you know, whatever. It's about the same. The next ring at 15 people forms what they call the sympathy group which defines the people you invite around for a quiet dinner on an evening at the pub. Oh, let's have a beer, right? Then comes a circle of 50 good friends and on and on and multiple. Oh, no, it's called Dunbar's number. Dunbar, Dunbar, you're right. Yep. Dunbar, Dun, Dunbar. Pareto Dunbar. is the 80-20 rule. Yeah, there you go. Okay. In order to survive and thrive, those friendships need to be lubricated by interacting in person, as I found during my own research into social bonds. Now, I think yesterday and the day before, we talked about depression. We talked about the disconnect uh, between people. Okay, we've talked seriously about that, and it doesn't exist. Now, let's talk about the disconnect on a more political level between countries. What do we know about Hunter Biden? Well, his connection to the Ukraine. We know about Joe Biden's connection to the Ukraine. We know that the Democrats have been connected for a very long time to the connection to the Ukraine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this a step further, and I'm going to extend it and make a point which you will disagree with on its face, but that's okay because I could do it because I'm behind a microphone and then I'm, after I say what I'm about to say, then you can make the determination if you for yourself are part of this group. Do you have Democrats as friends? Because I don't know that I want to honor Democrats as friends. There's a reason why I want, I left the Democrat party. These guys are cutthroat, bro. Straight up cutthroat. And it's about a gang mentality. I was sort of making fun, like, Blood in, blood out. But do you, would you actually see this amongst Republicans? Yes, you would, within the Republican Party itself, okay? Dog eat dog, use you for information, chew you up, spit you out. I got what I needed out of you. you know, notice I stood on my own during my entire election. Here's, here's the point. The point is this. Democrats leading the world, do, do you think that Zelensky or any of these other countries at this point felt a lot better having a quote-unquote good friend, even if they didn't like him in Donald Trump versus a guy like Joe Biden? Wouldn't you feel the same in your own personal relationships? I dare you. Do you know whether or not someone is a Democrat or Republican? I'm not trying to create a civil war in your own personal life, but just think about this for a second. If you know someone's political affiliations about whether or not they hated Trump, would you go ask them for a cup of sugar or go out to dinner with uh, him and his wife or go so far as to take a weekend trip or perhaps even... You know, have they ever asked you to come take care of whatever it is that they have? 
it's a bit unfair for me to be able to say or throw this kind of stuff out there. I know on the face of it, it sounds like really unfair. But when you really drill down to what the question that I'm asking here, I think it's an important one for each and every person. And I think you should carefully consider how you're registered, who you have your allegiance to. And there's a reason why I call Republicans patriots and I call Democrats or uh, uh, Republicans Americans and I call Democrats anti-American for this very reason. Because the Democrats have consistently during this entire time, much like I'm doing right now, you think I'm preaching against America because Joe Biden is president and we're not taking it. Didn't you all take up arms against in a treasonous way, in an intellectually treasonous way against your country? Didn't you see the way that all oh, the poor migrants coming from Mexico, Mexico, Honduras, all oh, the poor people that are, uh, why won't we let them immigrate from Africa to uh, Europe? These people are racist, right? Think about that. I think it's an important point to make. It's not something you can verbalize. I don't even think you can talk this point that I just made with your wife, with your husband, with somebody that you know that you think you're close to. This is something like for you to internalize to think like, uh, yeah, maybe I should carefully consider who I'm affiliated with, who my friends are, who they really are. Because right now, the America that the Ukrainians know, that you, the Ukrainians know, isn't showing themselves to be friends. We're not friends of the Ukrainians whatsoever. doesn't matter how much money you throw at them or how much you virtue signal for your little video or photo post going viral, folks. It's just not going to work. Back after a quick break uh, right here in the Kiva, right on AM1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM. And rockoftalk.com. We're going to get back to inflation because I'm still feeling it. I feel like it's gone up another point since the start of the show. Help from my friends.
534 here in the Kiva. Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. That blew my mind uh, when <clears throat> they said that that was uh, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons because it doesn't sound like anything like uh, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. You see a little theme going on today if uh, you pick up on it. Love to hear from you. 550-5500 if you want to go ahead and uh, text in this afternoon. Love that song. Uh, first time I remember truly hearing it was at uh, Mardi Gras in Nolens when I was 21 years of age uh, at a bar uh, near Tulane called The Boot. Mm. Uh, pretty incredible uh, stuff. But, uh, boy, those were the days there, uh, D-Dowd, uh, Matka. Those were Late the December days. back in the 63. What uh, a very yeah. special time for me. I think and, most uh, men have a night they can remember like that, Eddie, without uh, getting into into details. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, happy to share, <clears throat> share all the details, but... Uh, didn't but even know her name. <laughs> but, but a gentleman never talks. All right. So this is uh, all the inflation you're dealing with, folks. All belongs to the big man. Yeah, that would be uh, Joe Biden. Have you seen this? He's like, is he doing like a shuffle? Like a little Parkinson's disease shuffle? Yeah, nursing home two-step, yeah. Yeah, he's really kind of got that going on. Joe Biden. Inflation words. <laughs> I like it when he starts whispering. Then he gets really creepy, Eddie. <laughs> All right. Inflation keeps rising. Joe Biden keeps lying. And the Bureau of Labor Statistics and said prices rose 0.8% in one month. Well, uh, let's say carry the one. That's putting us in double digit inflation. Does anybody know what the pain threshold is in economics? The measure of unemployment compounded with the amount of inflation. When's the last time both of those numbers put together? They're not like peanut butter and jelly, folks. Okay, it's like uh, pouring alcohol on a uh, cut that you have. Okay, that's that that's inflation and unemployment. It stings, and it doesn't stop stinging. Anybody happen to know the last time? Wasn't sixty three? Oh, what a night! No, it was uh, eighty two. Yeah. 82. And uh, Reagan was pulling us out uh, after um, is that the year that, that John went nuts and was going to hunt him down for Christy Brinkley? I think it was. I think it was, mm-hmm. it was Jody Foster. Yeah, Jody Foster. Jody, <laughs> Jody. Turned out she's a lesbian. Boy, he was really disappointed about that stuff. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Really trying to impress a lesbian. That'd be like, uh, what's that politician up north? Uh, <laughs> anyway, I digress. Well, all of the bad news that's out there for workers, for guys that, hey, I got a raise. Oh, really? Well, just got sucked up because you voted for Biden. No, oh, Biden's guaranteed me minimum wage. Oh, you got a raise. No, you didn't. Stimmy check. Stimmy check. They'll take yeah, care no. of it. <laughs> Labor report uh, yesterday found that real average hourly earnings fell. It means you got a raise. You got a raise. You got a raise. You got a car. You got a, Nobody got anything. It fell by 0.8%. Feel like you're making more, but you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got less money. For the last nine of the last 12 months, you have lost 3%. That's right. Since February of 2021, you've lost over 3%, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and here's the, here's the kicker. You got a lot of kickers here on a Friday. Just feel good about it. That's right. You voted for Biden. You're okay. White House was locked and loaded for the bad news on Thursday. They blamed no one in surprise. No, to no one's surprise, Mr. Putin. Yeah, it's Putin's fault. 
Even Jesse Smollett was blaming Putin. Putin, Putin, Putin. And he said, did, did that guy say fight the power or what did he say? Power to the, something about power. You always know when someone's saying power, the word power, they like are powerless, like in every aspect of their life. Today's inflation report is a reminder that Americans' budgets are being stretched by price increases and families are starting to feel the impact of Putin's price hike. Oh, wow. Boy, that's the great Putin, the great Satan, right? Putin's price hike. That's it. That, that's, that's what they got. MSNBC, CNN, everything. Putin's price hike. Putin's price hike. Yeah. He's really sticking it to us, and Joe can't do anything. So the Russia invasion, yeah. Okay, we have higher gas prices now, but today's the 11th. War started on the 24th. We weren't expecting anything on the 22nd. What were gas prices back then? Where was inflation already? Where were the supply constraints already there? We shut down Keystone and XL. It was already there. Well, according to uh, one guy, he says, Mr. Biden can blame Mr. Putin for many things, but not U.S. inflation. Root causes homegrown, two years of historically easy monetary policy, explosive federal spending, Fed economic demand, even though the economy had long ago emerged from the pandemic recession. Joe Biden has done nothing, nothing to stop it. Inflation has reached 8%. Consumer prices are the highest in 40 years, folks. 40 years. Count them. Where do we go from here? What, what happens after this? What's the next shoe to drop? I think it's just all misinformation. I sort of look at this and I'm like, well, you just feel like you're left, right. I, you, who keeps ringing that bell? I can't concentrate. I got to keep going back into the ring to fight that guy. Are you kidding me? Inflation's got a one-two counterpunch that I can't even take. I can't take his jab. I can't take his uppercut. It's, it keeps hitting me. What am I going to do? Well, you can't do anything. Like your arms can't stop it, your legs can't, nothing can stop it. Your trainer can't stop it. You got to stay. Get in there, Rock. Fight him. <laughs> it's not over, Stallion. <laughs> it's, it's over. It's, it's over. You, you, you got to go through the pain. You got to play through the pain now. That's 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 where we are ostensibly. Well, Eddie, it's, it's amazing because you could, Sometimes there are, uh, you know, like you'll have a housing bubble, but it won't really yeah, affect right. other other prices. I mean, this is the 12 month ending at the end of February. Use car and tr cars and trucks. So this isn't even if you want a brand new vehicle. Down. They've gone down. 41.2% inflation in the last 12 months. Yeah. Gasoline. This is before, this is the end of February. So this is not the last 10 days. 38 points, 38% uh, in the last 12 months. Uh, electricity for our friends in the green community, 9% uh, uh, year over year. Food, you know, it's not like very many of us eat food, 7.9. Uh, no. Restaurant uh, takeaway food uh, or sit-in food, 6.8%. Even clothing, which traditionally is, is just immune from for inflation. You know, so much of our clothing comes from cheap labor abroad. That's still inflation rate of 6.6% in the last year. This t You're taking in the shorts in, in every category. The only one of those categories that's actually headed in the other direction, and it has to directly do uh, related to uh, uh, gas, is used cars now. For the first time this past month, they finally went down. Oh, good, good, good. For the first time, ladies and gentlemen. So what what what's the uh, government doing? What are your politicos doing? What's uh, I don't know, Lujan, Heinrich, uh, I don't know who, who who's up there. What's what's the name of these no name? I know Yvette Harold. There's one good one. You got one one good one. One good guy. 
The House passed a long-delay $1.5 trillion spending bill, $13.6 billion to respond to Russia's invasion. Well, here you go. Democrats agreed to $730 billion in discretionary spending, 6.7% increase over last year, $782 billion for defense. Okay. But here you go. They gave themselves a pay raise. Yes, folks, government gives itself a big raise. 2,727 pages. Do you think that's symbolic for something? What did the Warhawk Republicans get? Oh, well, we're not going to do anything. They got 11.6% boost amidst all that stuff. Well, that's a lot of money. What's going on? Here we go. Renewable energy, $3.2 billion. $1.5 billion for climate, uh, something called climate diplomacy doubt. I don't know if okay. you know anything. You, what, what, what does that mean exactly? Uh, that's an expense account for John Kerry, I think. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, Alabama's uh, Richard Shelby, a true gentleman in every <laughs> sense of the word, gave himself a retirement gift with $60 million for the University of South Alabama College. You know, I rode, a, uh, uh, I rode the elevator with Shelby before he made the dart across the aisle. That's the right. Originally a Democrat. Yeah. Originally a Democrat. Democrats allocated $16 billion of their $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill last March for vaccines and therapies. That's all they did. There you go. So the biggest worry in the world, and that's what you got. So how did that, how's that for a how do you do? Is anybody talking about that? They still got uh, a benefit. All right. So I'm not going to leave Trump out of this, folks. I did say earlier in the show, and I know many of you are waiting for me to say, what is it that I'm upset about Trump? Well, I did tell you we were very happy that Trump made it back. He was safe. He was okay. Even Trump is asking for money. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, he asked supporters to fund a new Trump Force One. Did you see this? <laughs> no. Trump a Force plane? One. Yeah. Okay. The Save America Super PAC has started an email can. How much money do these people think we have? We gave us all this money. It was like the full shakedown now. Like, we're about to go into World War III or are in World War III or I don't know, is it over? What, whatever, you, whatever your version of this is. Save America Super PAC has started an email campaign appealing to cash to buy an aircraft for Donald Trump. <sighs> Reviving the Trump force. This is the guy who took $16 to be president, literally a dollar for every quarter he was there. Trump force won before he entered the White House, and then he wants another one. The email reminded supporters of the manner in which Trump used to travel before. Oh, my gosh, he's fallen on hard times. Very difficult times. He had to borrow a jet just to get home. The I know, Dowd, I, I can't see you right now, but I know that uh, you're rolling your eyes. The email reminded supporters of the manner in which he traveled. The greatest president of all time, a looped video clip of a plane taking off, asked, do you want to see President Trump's new plane? Accompanied by a link calling for donations of up to $2,500 a month. I need to trust that you won't share with anyone. My team is building a brand new Trump Force One. The construction of this plane has been under wraps. Not even the fake news media knows about it. And I can't wait to unveil it for everyone to see. Donate now. <coughs> yeah. Okay. There you have it. Yeah. There you have it. There you have it. You're free Color to donate right. to whoever you want. That's right. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Eddie, Chuck here. Hey, Chuck. Uh, Chuck here. On the, on the topic of Jesse Smollett. Oh, we're getting to that, yes. <laughs> I uh, 
what he said was, as best I could tell, because I've replayed it a couple of times, he said he was raising his fist. And I don't understand this, but as best I could make it out, he said, I'm raising my fist to the faces of those that have struggled for the last 400 years, uh, including the black slavery thing and then the LGBTQ thing, because apparently there was a lot of LGBTQ folks around 400 years ago. Oh yeah, it's, true, uh, true. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot, well, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me give you the uh, the the. So he's thirty nine. Um, he's he's black. He's gay, and he committed a uh, false hate crime hoax. A hoax, right? Used the uh, force of what was one hundred and thirty police officers, I believe. He's been ordered to pay one hundred and twenty thousand plus a twenty five thousand dollar fine. And uh, here we go. Smolay took off the mask. Took off the mask. I. He, he ripped it off. He says, <laughs> yeah. Judge, I'm not suicidal and I'm not, and I am innocent. If anything happens to me in there, I did not do it myself. Oh. Yeah. He thinks High he's drama. Gonna, uh, Epstein. Sure. <laughs> well, here, so here's, here's the thing. This is my perspective on this. Yes. He just, he just got sentenced to five months of pure bliss uh, for the man. So, I hope uh, he enjoyed time in there. And oh, uh, he's going he's gonna to enjoy it, Chuck. Here, uh, there's man, no doubt about. It. He's gonna time to lather up. Yes, there it is. A uh, little, uh, a little Shawshank, uh, as we like to call it in these parts, a little Shawshank redemption. That was soap on the rope, there. Man. There we go. Yeah, and the, the show has reached a new low, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate the additional step that show. I see the the idea about radio. I wish I could uh, help. With all, like, you, you know, you give them enough and you hope they don't take the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's like fishing. It's like yeah. you throw it in there. It's like, don't swallow the hook, fish. Just, yeah. just eat the bait. I just need you to go far enough, but don't, don't run away with it. You know, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yes, sir. Sorry. Uh, I refer to my sons as sirs now. Just uh, FYI. Yeah, that's the way. That, that's the way this goes. But he's like, he like he, Chuck here picks it up. Is <laughs> Like he wants to take it. Like the, the idea is to never stay. <laughs> oh, oh, dump! I didn't dump. It. I didn't Sometimes dump less it. is more. Sometimes less is more. Yeah. Well, here's lies. Lester Moore. Four. He took four slugs from a forty-four. No less. No more. That's an actual tombstone in Tombstone, Arizona. Did yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Less yeah. more. Yeah. Less is more. There it is. There's the guy. There he is. Uh. uh by the way, <clears throat> uh, we had a death. Uh, of I think our first, uh, my first celebrity Hispanic, uh, um, my fir the first celebrity Hispanic. No, it's not tattoo, uh, folks. This was uh, some sad news today. This is the first Hispanic I've ever seen. Uh, may I don't know if I saw Poncherello first or if I saw if I if I saw this guy. But here's the bad news, uh, Dowd. Um, read it and weep. I was really sad because I was, you know, these guys don't cross your mind very often and then all of a sudden you know they do and this is this is some sad 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 news you know, there's, there's the jesse smollays of the world the the ruinous liars and then there's the man who never lied to me one time emilio delgado you know i'm a delgado by the way if you had that in oh. my background known for his role as luis on sesame street uh, uh we are saddened by the news of emilio's passing CEO of A3 Artist Agency told Fox, Emilio was an immense talent who brought so much joy, so much smiles to his fans. He'll be missed by many, and we know his legacy will live on. 
Our thoughts are with his loved one, including his wife, Carol. Delgado's wife, Carol Delgado, <clears throat> singer and voice artist, has been battling blood cancer. Boy, there it is, Dowd. Uh, big loss there for you and me, right? Uh, I, I can't believe that anyone in America who has passed away has not passed away from COVID. I thought that was... That yeah. was the only cause of death in America. Yeah, there it is. Luis uh, Delgado uh, loses his life. Um, what are we gonna? What are we gonna do? Uh, uh, Dowd. For those of you who don't understand the origination of Dowd, and people are like, uh, "Well, you know, he's my friend." I was, I was gonna little play this little clip. I don't know if you guys remember this, but we're gonna go out to this. But this is the uh, there was the Hal nine thousand, and there's the Dowd three thousand. And uh, this is uh, oftentimes, and I referenced this yesterday. I'm not sure how many people get my little quips and quotes on uh, this stuff, but uh, this is the best scene with Hal and Dave when uh, it all goes south in a hurry. And uh, well, this is what friends are for, but uh, as you can see, uh, Hal, not as nice of a friend as the D-Dowd Musk. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What are you talking about, Hal? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me. And I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow oh, to happen. Oh, man. Oh, no, no, no. Where the hell did you get that idea, Hal? Yeah, Hal. Dave, although you took very thorough precautions in the pod against my hearing you, I could see your lips move. All right, Hal. I'll go in through the emergency airlock. Without your space helmet, Dave, you're going to find that rather difficult. Hal, I won't argue with you anymore. Open the doors. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Hal? Hal? understood me. I, I want to get some drivers, drive this car, and that car, down to Aintree. Driver, you understand? Like getting a driver, brother. 
I'm pretty sure this is how it went down in the polar vortex that night, by the way. I'm uh, almost positive, in fact. <laughs> yes, there we go. We're going to have our, we're going to house ourselves a little fun over there. Can't fake any hate crimes anymore. There you go. Play it off full, full throat. New Mexico native Ronnie Cox. <laughs> That's him. Talk about genetic deficiencies. There he is. Who's back in the manger here? Wow, one of the uh, very best. Uh, but I've actually never seen the movie. So, but one of the very best songs, actually, like the dueling banjos, uh, as it were. Uh, hour number three up next with D. Dowd Musk. Uh, Dow's going to do a little prelude one more time to that. We're going to lift off with uh, hour three with uh, D. Dowd Musk. And uh, he's got his uh, report on the National Labs and our nuclear deterrent, what they should be working on versus what they are working on. There it is, folks. That easy. Stick around. Why don't you? Right here in the Kiva. On AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, and rockoftalk.com. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Today. in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Oregon, the Rock of Talk, AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Black Crow sitting in third hour. 
You, me, the Dowd makes three for our number three. And uh, we're going to kick it off right there with the Dowd Muska. All his write-ups, which you can find exclusively at www.rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. It's, uh, folks, stay on board. What's the problem? I see a couple of you guys unsubscribed. I'm like, uh, what's wrong with you? Seriously. Uh, for, <clears throat> should, should I put it to you? For less than 20 minutes in the car driving around at 60 miles an hour, you can get a monthly subscription. And we're totally down with that. If you want to go ahead and uh, buy, uh, uh, you know, doubt a gallon of gas, you can uh, certainly do that for all the work. I mean, I literally cannot bother the guy. Don't forget, folks, you can catch us on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. If you want to complete download that, you can see that at Rock of Talk and only at rockoftalk.com. I post the link right there, and you can uh, watch us and all our goofiness uh, for three hours if, if you like. Um, good numbers there on uh, that. We'll have to go ahead and... You can even see my tootie bears. What what is that? Uh, I I had to loot Petco the other day. Uh, the flatulent ursine is the favorite oh. toy of my golden retriever, so I had to stock up on the flatulent ursines. Oh, there we are. <laughs> okay, uh, how much do those run you? Does that run you a monthly subscription? Oh, I'm in the club. I I get I get oh, a yeah? discount. <laughs> Petco, uh, we have Petcos here. We do. We do. Okay, well, let's not forget uh, our West Side Pet uh, advertiser. She's great. Uh, oh, food, uh, yes. Pet food gone wild. Yes. They, and, they and, have and, totally got. They're going wild right now because you mentioned that big box store, that uh, that essential store down. All right. I will I will correct. I will immediately correct myself, Thank Eddie. You, the that. legal owner of my Golden Retrievers, who is in the mental health care business, takes her dogs up to our advertiser to wash them in that wonderful facility they have up there in Rio Rancho. Uh, and she has no idea that, um, I think if she knew that she were, uh, that the owner was one of our advertisers, um, the woman who owns my dogs would no longer bring them. So I won't be telling her anytime soon. Anyway. Oh, she does the, not know uh, that you work here? Is that what the, 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 the dog washing bays up there, she adores the, 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 the infrastructure they have up there. So great wow. place to get your dog clean, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Gotta clean it up. Clean that. Clean it up. I'm eating my chili lime biltong and about to listen to D. Dowd Muska go wax philosophical on SNL Lanel. And I've already got one from our director informant uh, on all this. Let me, let me, let me, um, before we get started, uh, while we are supposed to be fulfilling nation's nuclear weapons mission here at SNL, HR runs all aspects of Sandy National Labs. Not the scientists. That is where all the wokeness is coming from. Okay. So before you, you'll, you'll, you'll lean in, Dowd, lay it on us and uh, all the news that's fit to print at Rock of Talk. Uh, Chad, I think I have to pay for using that uh, plug line. Go ahead. Well, I think the, uh, the our texture, one of several contacts we have at the National Labs here, we do have, of course, two very important national labs in, in New Mexico. Uh, yeah, he's absolutely right. I mean, the, the critical race theory and the and the masking and the, and the vax nonsense has been has been awful. Um, my take on this today is, uh, again, I'm trying to come at this from what a average American uh, thinking about nuclear weapons, I can't believe I'm saying this, but thinking about nuclear weapons, which we all really haven't thought a lot about unless it's been your job uh, since the end of the Cold War. We had some very terrible scares, of course, 1962. Uh, for those of us who have done extensive reading on the Cold War, we know actually that the Able Archer exercise in 1983 
was a much more serious uh, potential planet killing event uh, in November of 1983, where we were much closer, but we didn't know we were much closer to ending all humanity. So if you want to go online and search Abel Archer 1983, uh, there's some very chilling facts about what almost happened. Little little Uncle Didi was 11 years old then, and uh, he almost lost his life along with the rest of us. Uh, I commend the men and women who work, you know, primarily men, but the, the, but, but the men and women who work on our nuclear deterrent, I think... You know, we've yeah, been looking at we've been looking at Ukraine facing an existential crisis, facing a an invasion from a border country. Uh, in America, of course, we're very lucky to have a bunch of uh, small countries, very small to our north, and, and you know, a bunch of Canucks who are never going to invade us. And Mexico to our south, which is you know a, lot, a very troubled place, but they're they're not going to invade us. Ukraine, of course, facing a very different situation. Nuclear weapons are though that. That insurance policy that you can you can end an enemy uh, seeking to 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 threaten your existential existence, and I do think it's a good idea to have nuclear weapons. And I again support the men and women, not just at the labs, but we have people who work in the Air Force. You've got uh, ICBMs, the, the the silo-based missiles. You've got the submarine-based missiles, uh, and then you have the cruise missiles, the the, the B sixty-one gravity bomb. You've got the I, these are key components of our national defense and our nuclear deterrent, I support it 100%. But I'm looking back historically at the evolution of the labs in, in the Manhattan Engineering District, which created the various facilities in, in Hanford, Washington, and, and Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and a little place called Los Alamos, and the evolution of that uh, becoming part of the Atomic Energy Commission, which then became folded into the Department of Energy. <clears throat> Thank you, uh, Jimmy Carter. The National Lab Complex is now 17 labs in places like California and Colorado, New Mexico and Illinois. There's one on Long Island, Brookhaven in, New, in, uh, in the state of New York, uh, the Savannah River site uh, down in South Carolina. Uh, Oak Ridge lives on the facility there in Tennessee. 17 national labs, a lot of really brilliant people. But I think the National Lab System represents the inevitable growth of government, the mission creep of government, the sprawl of government. Uh, yes, we need to preserve our big brains, our scientists, our computer scientists, our engineers, our physicists to, to maintain and enhance our nuclear deterrent. But things have really gotten out of control in the last 50 or 60 years. Our, our, our small little controllable weapons complex has been has exploded into 17 national labs. And there have, there have been, been a number, number of incredible critiques of this, that basically uh, this kind of Japanese-style industrial policy, uh, working on everything from advanced material and uh, biology. Los Alamos is working on Mars rovers. I was looking at it down uh, here in Sandia and some of the projects they're working on at 40%, and look, if you look at the budget information, about 40% of Sandia has nothing to do with our nuclear deterrent. About 30% of Los Alamos has nothing to do with our nuclear deterrent. And these are the nuclear weapons labs, not to mention, the, you know, to say nothing of the other facilities. We have uh, 14 other national labs. Of course, we do have a weapons lab in California, uh, Lawrence Livermore. So this is this big science. The kind of people who brought you Anthony Fauci. And if you look throughout American history, science R&D has been primarily a private sector phenomenon. You have corporations funding this. You have individuals tinkering in their basements. You have Nonprofit organization, the Guggenheims funded a lot of Robert Goddard's Goddard. research, including his research down in Roswell back in the 1930s. Science, Science has been 
grabbed yeah, by the by federal the government, government. And, and, and it's and become it's about getting your grant request fulfilled and getting a cushy job at one of the national labs. Yeah. It wasn't like that. It was much freer and I think far more open uh, back in the day when we had corporations doing this, individual people doing this, foundations funding this kind of stuff. So now we have the national lab system, which is itself just one small part of how many different things the federal government funds. Of course, NASA, you want to get into the whole space stuff. So what's going on here? If you want to know what's up with the nuclear deterrent, well, here in New Mexico, you've got Sandia and you've got Los Alamos. I took a list of the 39 different press releases. They, they've released 39 press releases what? in 2022. They've released 39 press 30, releases. 39? Sandia and did Los Alamos. Any, did they get any work done? <laughs> combined. And of those 39, I'm going to th I'm going to throw it, throw, it, throw it out there for a pop quiz time, ladies and gentlemen, are nuclear weapons labs, and I'm putting the nuclear weapons labs in, in, in air quotes, of those 39 press releases issued since January 1st of 2022, how many involve nuclear weapons? Answer, one. One press release from Sandia mentioned uh, their work on the B-61 uh, uh, gravity bomb, and they're, they're doing some refurbishment of that. So what were they promoting at Sandia and Los Alamos these first few months of the year? Well, uh, a lot of things that uh, don't seem to have a heck of a lot to do with nuclear weapons. A lot of promotional stuff about their scientists winning awards. Uh, a lot of mentions of women scientists and black scientists. They're extremely woke at these two labs. Uh, a bunch of stuff relating to their work on COVID-19, which... Again, I don't have a problem with a federal role if there's a real pandemic and it's a real public health threat, but I don't know what COVID-19 has to do with nuclear weapons. Uh, computing, which I understand you know, they need high-powered, high-performance computers to do their nuclear work, but they're also relating that to a lot of other things that don't have to do with nuclear weapons. Uh, they have a really interesting one. I think it was uh, Los Alamos. Synthetically, a computer that can synthetically replicate the brain's logic. Uh, I don't know if that's imp impressive or terrifying, but okay. Uh, fusion energy. We've been promised fusion energy since the 1950s. It doesn't really look like we have fusion energy yet. Uh, I'm not saying these people aren't hardworking. I'm not saying they aren't accomplished scientists. I'm saying if you want to know about what's going on with the nuclear security enterprise in America because you're worried about a new Cold War and you start Googling or duck, duck going Los Alamos and Sandia, two of our key nuclear weapons facilities, you're going to see these folks working on a lot of different projects that have absolutely nothing to do with nuclear weapons. Absolutely nothing. So uh, I quote uh, a reference from an inspector general a number of years ago testifying before Congress who said, we need to have a BRAC style commission. Now that's base realignment and closure. Uh, there's been a couple of these uh, BRAC rounds that have gone. Are you recommending, am I jumping ahead here? Are you recommending we shut this place down? I am not recommending that at all. I'm simply that's saying that's that's that our national labs, including our nuclear weapons national labs, are not going to be allowed to continue the mission creep that they've been engaged in all these decades because we have a $30 trillion national uh, debt. We also have, who knows, the numbers The numbers are so big we can't even get, get to any kind of accuracy in terms of our long-term unfunded liabilities that are never fully accounted for by the federal government. It might be People talk about a 100 to 200 trillion more dollars promises we've made, Medicare, Social Security, that we can't afford. Washington's broke. I'm saying the future of Los Alamos and the future of Sandia will be 
back to the future, going back to being narrowly focused on nuclear weapons, which would be a, a shift I have no problem with. A lot of folks in New Mexico are going to get laid off when fiscal reality finally dawns on Washington. And all of these nice little side projects and paying scientists in Los Alamos to do Mars rovers, hey, that's great, but it has nothing to do with the core, traditional core competency of our nuclear weapons facilities. So um, we got an issue here. Uh, I think it's a significant issue. I think it's a, a dark future for a lot of New Mexicans who are used to having cushy jobs in the federal government's big science infrastructure. It's not going to last, ladies and gentlemen. Government's tendency is to metastasize and grow and wander into areas that it has really no legitimate business being in. I think we've seen that now with 17 different national laboratories spread out. And there's actually little branches and twigs of the national labs. I mean, Sandia has an office in California. Uh, I think it's uh, the Illinois office has another office in, in, in Argonne National, has an office in Oregon. So some of the bigger labs even have little offshoots. I mean, this thing has been growing and growing and growing. And I'm not saying that these people are not smart and they're not dedicated to their craft. And I'm not saying that they've never produced anything of value for humanity. I'm saying that these kind of projects are going to be first on the federal chopping block. We know that the last thing to be cut by Washington is going to be entitlements. Why? Because old people vote. A lot of people who get their livelihood from federal jobs in all sorts of different ways, whether it's uh, ur you know housing redevelopment or the national or, or, or the national lab system, they're going to be laid off first because the last programs to be cut are going to be the entitlements because old people votes. Old people vote. Uh, this national lab system has been allowed to sprawl from coast to coast. We have over seventy thousand Americans now working in this. And it's really, Eddie, become, in terms of the overall budget impact, more money is spent on this kind of industrial policy, Japanese-style industrial policy, than is being spent on the weapons complex. And again, I support our nuclear deterrent. So I'm kind of weighing in from a, as you said, Eddie, maybe more of a philosophical approach, maybe a, a view from space approach, and saying this, uh, this system's not going to survive as it's come to be known today. Uh, the good news is I think it will revert eventually to being narrowly focused on nuclear weapons, but that's going to mean a lot of layoffs in places like Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Los Alamos, New Mexico, and Northern California, and uh, let's see, Oak Ridge, Tennessee, uh, and really in greater Chicago. It, these layoffs are coming. The federal government cannot afford to spend the kind of money it's spending. So I do say uh, it'll be unfortunate that a lot of people are going to lose their jobs, but the good news is in time, I think that the national lab system will be restored to its original focus of keeping us safe from existential threats via a nuclear deterrent. Um, I appreciate the work that's been done, but trends that can't go on forever don't go on forever. $30 trillion in debt, ladies and gentlemen. The national labs are going, change is coming for the national labs. It's going to be forced on them one way or another. And if I were an employee at one of these facilities, I'd make myself aware uh, of what's coming. And um, all I'm simply doing, ladies and gentlemen, is sort of throwing up a, a warning flag and saying the money's not going to last forever. Uh, and those, and I'll give you the numbers right now, Eddie. I think it's 12,000. Let me get the, the accurate numbers. We have uh, Los Alamos employees uh, as the most recent numbers. 12,919 New Mexicans are employed by Los Alamos. 12,272 New Mexicans are employed by Sandia. A lot of those jobs are going to go away when austerity finally comes to Washington. And if you had true leadership in Santa Fe, Eddie, you'd have politicians at the state level trying to get ahead of this and realizing what's going to come. Uh, we don't, of course, have that in New Mexico. So we're just going to pretend like the federal money tree is going to keep 
growing fruit forever and ever and ever. Uh, it's a cautionary tale from D. Dowd Muska. Appreciate the big brains and the hard work of a lot of the folks at these labs, but uh, change is coming. It's going to be forced on us one way or another. And frankly, in the long term, I think it's going to be changed for the better, Eddie, with these facilities returning to their original purpose. As you fly over much of these facilities, you see them, they're outdated, they're archaic, you know, every other place, uh, Curtin Air Force Base was, uh, for all the purposes, built through the, you know, from the 40s through the 60s, uh, really a payday, and then, you know, he has modifications. Los Alamos is far more modern than uh, San Diego National Labs and Kirtland Air Force Base. People should know that. The connection to the University of California, the amount of money that's circulating through them, those will be the last to go if it's a choice between UC, uh, LANL, which is Livermore, you know, which is essentially run by uh, the UC system, and then, of course, uh, New Mexico. So I think you're going to, I think you're probably right on a lot of this. You know, the horizon on that, I don't know what that is. I don't even, I can't even. Nobody be, does. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't even, I, I couldn't even pretend to even guess. How, how long are the agriculture subsidies going to last? We can't afford those either. I can't right. give you a date when it's all going to fall apart. Frankly, Eddie, if you had told me 10 years ago that we, we could still be perpetuating this debt monster, um, I wouldn't have believed it. I, I would have thought the reckoning would have yeah. come sooner, but uh, <laughs> there will be a reckoning. I just don't know when. If the cuts are coming, first thing to slice is the diversity and inclusion department. Uh, there you go. Hate to CDC see that. CDC is now recommending you wear a face mask over your eyes when pumping gas to prevent heart attacks. Oh. Beer is now cheaper than gas. Drink, don't drive. Gas prices at Costco within three weeks, 315, 379, 407, regular yet. Governor tried but failed to tech on a 35 cent tax per gallon. I covered that with uh, Rebecca Dow. I thought she did a pretty capable job at least uh, talking about uh, that. Let's get to a lot more news here on this uh, perfect Friday. By the way, uh, on the defense stuff, the Ukraine MiG-29 fiasco has gotten even worse. Uh, the U.S. decision to deny Polish MiG-29 fighter jets to the Ukraine is even worse than they stated yesterday, folks. The White House is now confirming that the decision went all the way to President Joe Biden himself, who vetoed the jet delivery last to provoke Vladimir Putin and risk escalating the war. You just heard at the top of the hour news, uh, Biden stated that he does not want to get involved in a World War III. So that would tell you exactly where we are. Putin has won. Russia has taken over. And stop your virtue signaling and your genuflecting. So here we go. This is uh, the type of pattern that we got with uh, old Joe Biden, uh, folks. He did the same exact thing in Afghanistan. He's got a dirty exit. And uh, he is uh, all about not fighting, uh, but uh, certainly interested in uh viscerally and uh, audibly attacking uh, the opposition, in this particular case, uh, Vladimir Putin. So there you go. There's the official decision uh, on all of that. On Jesse Smollett, just to follow up with uh, Chuck here, uh, the Cook County judge, Lynn, read Smollett's sentence, spoke for an hour, wagged his finger, lectured him, and he says, uh, <clears throat> here's the official uh, official." words. I am innocent. He screamed it. I could have said I was guilty a long time ago. He added, I'm not suicidal. So that's what you're getting from uh, Juicy Smollett. That's uh, what he's getting. Uh, I guess Elon Musk had another baby. Child, little girl. I don't know if you guys uh, know this. Well, in celebrity news. In celebrity is he in news. the double digits now? I mean, I... Oh, this, one, well, this one is called Why? Why? But he, she, he's married to, or was married, but Still, it's very, it's the most complicated situation you've ever heard of. Just in case you were uh, capable of figure, figuring out who Elon Musk was, not even the woman who's close to him knows who Elon Musk is. Me and Elon have broken up again. She calls him E, by the way, since the writing of this article. Ha ha. 
but he's my best friend and the love of my life. And my life and art are forever dedicated to the, and it's in caps, the mission. I don't know what the mission is, but getting to Mars, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I think Devin wrote that part of the story really well. Uh, she said, referencing the Vanity Fair profile that announced their baby news just the very same day. Now, she says that she's not at liberty to speak about her relationship. Whatever is going on with family stuff, I just feel like the kids need to stay out of it. This is a woman by the name Grimes. She only has one name, I guess. It's Grimes, whatever that is. And my son X is just out there. I mean, I think E is really seeing him as a protege and bringing him everything and stuff. X is out there. His situation is like that, but yeah, I don't know. The outlet uh, shared the baby's name. It's Exa Dark Sidereal Musk. Her nickname is Y. As in Y. Like, what the hell? Mom, what in the hell did you do to me? This is not <laughs> There's no real word for it. She explained about her relationship with uh, E. I would probably, Elon, I would probably refer to him as my boyfriend. But we're very fluid. I bet, I bet, I bet. I bet you are. We live in separate houses. We're best friends. We see each other all the time. We just have our own thing going on, and I don't expect other people to understand it. But uh, despite all of this and the fact that they've been divorced and they're separated and everything, they plan on having more children together, Dad. Oh, no, and we thought my life was complicated. Oh, dear Lord. Oh. What do you think? Well, the first six, as, I, as I'm looking online, the first six were male. So Elon is a very virile male. Wait, 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 wait. Um, Elon Musk has more. How many children does he have? Uh, well, he had four before Grimes. Oh, yeah? yeah. Who did he have them with? Well, I've read, did, I read uh, what a couple. Did, should I ask what did he have them with? <laughs> the first wife, she's Canadian author Justine Wilson. Okay. Uh, oh, that's right. I remember from the books, I've read a couple of biographies of Musk. The first son did die. The terrible sudden infant death syndrome. Then they had the triplets. Uh, uh oh, oh, I'm sorry. There was the first. Okay, she gave birth to twin sons Griffin and Xavier. Uh, did Did okay. Elon engineer his uh his baby batter, or what's going on? That's a good question. Yeah. Huh? Uh, then they had the triplets, Kai, Saxon, and Damien. So they had the five boys. Then they got divorced. Then Elon moved on to oh, the very beautiful Tallulah Riley. Who? Uh, uh, she's, she's a English actress. Um, she, Tulula. T a l u l a. Is that the song? Is that is that the come on, Eileen? Is that really who uh, it was? I, I remember reading. I, I read a couple Tula, biographies. Tula Riley. That they got like, married. They got divorced, and then they immediately remarried. But there were no dang. babies from that relationship. This Elon is on fire, man. Uh, then Amber Heard entered the picture for a while. Dang. Johnny Depp's uh, ish the problem uh, there. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, Grimes came in in, in May 2018, mm. and she gave birth to their son in May 2020, and then then she just gave birth to the daughter, which would be his seventh child. And as you said, they are uh, not together, but they're planning to have more children. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Woo. Uh, Tallulah Riley, not uh, not my style. I like her pale. I like her pale green pants, but that's about it. She's very English. Very English. Yeah, she's very English. Very English. Yeah, very proper. Very proper. Tallulah. Boy, Elon. I, I've, I've said it many times before. If we could get Elon to go MGTOW, we would have condos well, on Venus. Isn't that like a form of MGTOW, though? We argue. We had this, we had this before. Like, if you're just going through women, 
Isn't that an alternate? Isn't that the other that, side? That of is MGTOW? a form of that is a form of MGTOW called. Like um, just, what's it called? I can't call it because it's rather vulgar, but it, it's <laughs> similar to a stock uh, a stock scheme in which you want to inflate the price uh, and and then sell out. Uh, what is it called? It, I gotta know. I gotta know. I gotta uh, know. You, you are well aware, Mr. Aragon, of the oh, stock okay. scheme in which you inflate the price. Oh, oh! It was used as a headline on RockofTalk.chat this week, I think. Dang it! Uh, and, and then you. I'm scratching you, my head. Boy, now there's also the other side of MGTOW, which is what I pursue, which is MGTOW monk mode, where you just have nothing to do with women. Yes, Uh, at uh, all. You just like you see them and you run. uh, There are. uh, I don't. I don't practice this, but there are MGTOW men who say you should leave the room every time a a woman enters the room because they're so toxic uh, that you just want. You don't even want to be in the same room as them. Yeah. Wow. Modern women, not nice traditional women. We're talking about modern women here. Did you see me take on NM Source yesterday? That was kind of fun. I was doing a little. I did. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I was having some fun. I had like my Tesla test drive there. That, that was, was very good too. Yes. Um, was it the word killer? Killer? No, you don't call that a killer. Um, when see, you inflate the stock and then you yeah. oh, get people to wow. buy. Oh wow! God, that is yeah. so graphic. Doubt. Yes, it's very graphic. Doubt. Doubt. Come on, keep. I would it never clean. recommend treating women. We that let way. we never. let young we let young Chuck here. Uh, you know, he, he he dropped the bomb there. Mother, do you think they'll drop the bomb? Well, the one thing that all men agree on, on sure. in the MGTOW movement is... What do the, they agree on? I'd like to know. The, the three principles. Let me see if I can get them right. Yes. Um, no cohabitation with women, no marriage, and no offspring. So Elon is violating the third law of MGTOW. So, but he can afford it. <laughs> well, then how do you it. perpetuate other MGTOWs? Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's like, you know... <clears throat> It's like a secret, you know, society of of of. of Sounds like Lord of the Flies. Dude. I'm not. I'm not into Big Cow right now. Gotta well, be. I tell you, the, the, all the women he's having children with, or or potentially having children with, that's their ticket for life. Because no matter what happens from now on, you got access to those two hundred million, he's got million a dollars. To ride. <laughs> all right. So here's what's going on in Moscow, in the Kremlin. One of six Moscow stores, by the way, one of six reached by phone. With regards to my previous report on Nike, Nike, Nikes, we don't have information yet, but I think the store will be open for at least at least a month. Nike said on March that it was suspend operations at all stores in Russia. Nope, not happening. Nike has roughly 100 stores in Russia, according to the store directory on its website, which showed that all of them, 100% of them, are open. That's correct. Beaverton, Oregon, oh. based Nike did not respond to requests for comment. Doubt. There you go. So okay. Just, uh, well, something. Uh, new forecasts, uh, new growth forecasts have been uh, brought in. And wow, much worse than it was going to be. 3.1% was a previous expectation. Now reined back to 2.9% by Goldman analysts. In fact, they put the risk at recession one third, the highest wow. it's been in some time. Yeah, one third. Goldman analysts say that uh, one third chance of recession. Uh, there's elections in France. Oh, we're going to let go next month, April 10th, in the 24th. We'll get no president. That's a terrible French accent, but I, I like it. What matters is that I like it. Okay. Oh, I just say that that's it. <clears throat> Far right French presidential contenders, Marine Le Pen. I do like her, by the way. I I am, I am, I just recently watched Blue again with Gillette Binoche. Love that. Yeah, she writes the European, uh, you know, after her husband and her little 
five-year-old die in a car accident. It's it, it tricolor, um, the blue, the red, and the white. Yeah, yeah the Polish um, director. Yes. Yeah, great. Yeah, great, great film. Uh, pundit turned politician Eric Zemmour have both collected enough signatures from elected officials to become official candidates in April's two-round presidential elections, becoming uh, or beating a March 4th deadline by just days. Marine Le Pen, wouldn't it be cool if? Can you imagine? So the reason why I bring this up is we should watch France to know how the rest of Europe is going to go. Jacques Seurat. Uh, remember them? I mean, I know all of these. Uh, you have the, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, what, what is um, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Macron? <laughs> I think he's a uh, centrist, right? Or is he leftist? Uh, probably for France, he's centrist. <laughs> French voters will go to the polls to elect a new president. To replace Emmanuel Macron in two Sunday rounds, April 10th and the 24th. How does two-round system work? Our campaign's finance, one restriction to place to media coverage. We will cover all of that and then some. I just subscribed to uh, France 24-7, by the way. I did get some new. I uh, Just a little tip for those of you who are subscribing to the Wall Street Journal via Kindle or any other way. If you are a full uh, Apple One subscriber, you have full access. That will save you literally like... $24 a month, folks. Just so you know. Yeah, it's, the Wall Street Journal is a little expensive. <clears throat> also in France. Huh, huh, huh. Um, yes, you can get a game. Uh, I don't know if you can hear me in the other room. They, they just text me randomly <laughs> for the permissions. France's vaccine pass will remain in place until hospitals are able to function normally. The government says the vaccine pass helps curb the spread of the coronavirus and has spurred more people to get vaccinated against COVID-19. But here it is, you know, April 18th, no masks. Here's what's happening in France. Barring the emergence of dangerous new variants, a threshold could be reached by summer. The vaccine pass will come to an end by judging by current trends. It is likely that it will come before the month of July. There you go. So uh, even uh, France, uh, you know, going to do away with COVID. What did they call it? Something? They say. COVID! Sacre bleu! <laughs> <laughs> Boy, don't worry, folks. We're only entertaining ourselves. Don't worry about yourself. If you're laughing, you're, you're, you're strange. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, more stuff coming in. Uh, more beating of the chest coming from our president. Um, the measures will be another crushing blow to the Russian economy. This in the terms of the economic. We already told you one-third chance of recession. The United States economy. Here's this laughable, absolutely laughable quote. The United States and our allies and partners continue to work with lockstep to ramp up the economic pressures on Putin and further isolate Russia and the global stage. Yeah, yeah. we're only isolating ourselves. We're, you're only doing it to yourself, Joe Biden. Yep. U.S. is banning imports of goods from what Mr. Biden calls signature Russian sectors. Yeah, the, the gigantic seafood sector, uh, the huge vodka sector, as well as uh, non-industrial diamonds. Ah. Yes, uh, we're really going to stick it to the Russians, uh, you know, by uh, making sure we don't drink their caviar, vodka, and uh, opulence. I has it. I like the best. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not doing anything. I mean, who, who uh, among us on a daily basis doesn't run out to the store to get Russian diamond seafood and oh, vodka? I mean, that's you know. yeah. Well, I mean, caviar at uh, I don't know three hundred bucks an ounce. Uh, look at. Have you ever seen my caviar dish? No. Only on Rocky Talk TV. I don't know why I'm talking French. <laughs> caviar Pretosian Paris, thirty grams. Mm. Caviar Malaloso, uh, Maloso. So this is Sar Imperial Dorenki. There it is. Le fish eggs. Le fish oh eggs. Oh my Sweet. God. This is Dude. the best stuff. I've, I've never ever. had caviar. What <laughs> is wrong with you? 
Yeah, so don't put caviar on a table. I will eat all of it. <laughs> people, oh I've God. heard people say it's too salty. Oh, it's, oh my God. That, that's got to go. You know, you get all the stuff. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, uh, this out of the Washington Times. Russian nukes loom large over the war. Russia's economy is smaller than Italy's, and its military has yet to impress two weeks into its invasion of the Ukraine, but here's what's happening. No one should have any doubts that a direct attack on our country will lead to the destruction of horrible consequences for any potential aggressor, says Mr. Putin. You only talk like that if you've won, by the way. Only a winner talks like that, just so you know, okay? Russia's cache of more than, just so you know, 6,200 uh, 6, nuclear warheads is the largest. Is the largest in the world. That's there you big. go, Dowd. That's big. Uh, how are we going to? Big, big. Muy. It's muy, muy grande. There we are. Uh, South Korea's got a new president. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And he's looking to get chummy with uh, Joe Biden. Why? Because North Korea is... Testy, testies, testies. They're nuclear weapons. That's right. They're aiming them all over the place, um, all across the pond, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So that's what's, what's happening. Um, massive bad things happening in Moripol. Keep uh, track on that over the weekend, especially when it comes to the uh, propaganda, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, looks like Mike Pompeo entering the race, ladies and gentlemen, for the president. The sweepstakes, as it were. He's dropped about uh, Hundy. He dropped more money than Mikey dropped in Vegas. Uh, Yo, we dropped 500, Mikey. We'll be up 500. Yeah, no, Mikey dropped it in Vegas, and Pompeo's dropped it on his body. He's looking good. He's uh, with something called the Champions. Oh, look at this. I like the name of this. Champion American Values Pact. In fact, his he's backing and raising money for a lot of candidates that are going up against Donald Trump's guy. So keep your eye on that, and it uh, looks like he's already raised $4 million. Has Donald Trump raised any money for any of these candidates? Hmm? No, he's asking for money. For the plane, the plane. Uh, let's see what we got. <clears throat> Raul Ruiz, chairman of the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. The Democrats can't take any voters for granted this November, but he's also not saying that the Republicans are taking them away. You might want to keep your eye on that trend uh, as well, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to see more Republicans, more Hispanics uh, sort of converge and continue to grow the party. That is big. Uh, just so you know, uh, Joe Biden did officially increase uh, the pressure. The Biden administration uh, became more aggressive in prodding domestic fossil fuel producers to boost their output as the war and overseas and the global energy shortage that has caused the price of gasoline to soar into record territory. Officially today, again, 433, 419 here in New Mexico. And uh, remember, he's only doing that because it is the 2022 election. Uh, Hills of Paris out in Poland having a good time. She says that we are united in our efforts to help Ukraine with Polish people. Yes, I want to be very clear. The United States and Poland are united in what we have done, making sure that MiGs are not going to be dedicated to the Ukraine and prepared to help the Ukraine and the people of Ukraine. Full stop. Apparently full stop means full stop, no MiGs, no MiGs. There you go. Um, you're the only pilot that's ever been up against the MiG-28. I remember that. Oh, my God. Biden inflation plan will add fuel to the fire, according to one analyst. Uh, according to the Cato Institute, Dowd's uh, best friends out there, they said when the government subsidizes industries, it bloats industry costs as we see education, healthcare, and other areas continue to get larger and larger. There we go. And uh, last couple of uh, points. A reporter from the New York Times 
Very interesting. Rips. Rips. Rips a new one into the overreaction to the January 6th right. He says, quote, I know I'm supposed to be traumatized, but like all these colleagues who are in the Capitol building, they're young and are like, oh, my God, that's so scary. I'm like, F off. Come on. It's not that kind of place I can tell someone up, man. I kind of want to be like, dude, come on. You're not in any danger. In a video posted Wednesday in Rumble, Project Veritas President James O'Keefe confronted Mr. Rosenberg and responded that he got me into a bar, into a social situation and made reference to a hit job, but also stood by his comments. So, uh, boy, uh, won't be working at the New York Times much longer. Then there's all these blustery stuff. I'm, I'm, I like the Epoch Times, but it's ne- it's neocon. It is a neocon rag. Like I have not. (laughs) Well, I don't read it. (laughs) Daniel Hoffman. Zelensky is an inspirational hero to the democracies everywhere. Oh, kill me now. Kill me now. Believe me later. My former CIA colleague, Scott Spellmeyer, who is part of the eight man team alpha that was blah, 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 blah. With Zelensky. Remember, Zelensky is the uh, comedian who played the piano with his penis. And uh, finally, Another one by uh, Yael Ekstein. There it is, Dowd. Another neocon. Yeah. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews saying that we need to go, uh, like Hills Up Harris, need to help Ukraine. Full stop now. Give us our top five is found directly at www.rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Yeah, folks, these are the clicks that you made the most of, uh, our subscribers. Uh, number one, uh, as Eddie just mentioned, Mike Pence is on his way or, or made his way to <clears throat> the conflict zone, and he went on Sheldon Adelson's Widow's Plane, uh, which tells you a lot about the dispensationalist nut cases. Oh, uh, number two, uh, New Mexico lawmakers, Republicans and Democrats agreeing that they have to come back into special session to override the governor's veto because they want their pork. Republicans and Democrats uniting behind pork. Uh, number three, we did get rid of the tampon tax in New Mexico. I'll have oh, more wow. on that uh, wow. next week. Uh, number Me four, uh, Americans are all virtue signaling about the Ukraine while people in Yemen are being slaughtered and have been, and nobody cares about the people in Yemen. So more than a little, a little hypocritical. And number five, Florida and New Mexico should not have a gas tax holiday. Bad tax policy. That'll do it, folks. I'll see you tomorrow bright and early right here in the Kiva for a full day of broadcasting excellence on AM 600 KIV, rockoftalk.com, 4 p.m. Friday, D-Dowd Buscott, and I'll be back in the Kiva.
This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.